I don't play porn games, so I don't know it, what the vast diaspora of porn games that are available Wait, on Steam. Or what do you say? You don't know the genre 3D hyper video fantasy sex world? That's my favorite genre. <laughs> oh, oh my God. But also, it's like... Oh, I see it now. Oh, interesting. Dude, yeah. Oh, Philip, you know how I made fun of you last week? You're like, oh, I'm going to play Resident Evil 2 in Japanese. Well, yeah. someone, uh, someone, I don't remember what podcast this was, but they were like, hey, guys, red alert. The Game Pass version of Resident Evil 2, if you change your location to Japan, it has a new achievement list so you can get the achievements again. And I was like, oh, God, no. Am I playing Resident Evil 2 in Japanese? I think you should. I think you should, Dave. You have I to. still have that one issue with uh, Resident Evil 5, how... Like I was messing with my different settings and like I changed my my setting to Japan at one point and changed back. I don't know if I did it when I was installing the game, but now yeah. when I play Resident Evil 5, no matter what, <laughs> it says Japanese. the titles in Japanese, but only the titles of the levels. And so if you look on the friends list, it says that I'm playing Kanji, Katakana, you know, like going across the list. Chapter yeah. one. And I'm like, that's just silly. Oh my god. I was listening to the, the, sh- the show The Snark Tank, and they were talking about, they were like, hey man, I got all these mods in Mortal Kombat where Omni-Man is a huge throbbing dick, and and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to go on, on online and play with these. And I'm like, you fucking idiot, they're not gonna see it! And he's like, and then they tell that to him, and he's like, no, they will, because there's this uh, Red Dead Redemption online server where they modded in a car, and you could, everyone could see the car and play in the car. The I'm server. like, you fucking idiot, that's <laughs> on the server! <laughs> You goon, you baboon, that's why you download the mod. It's because the textures for Omni-Man's big old penis doesn't exist <laughs> on the disc, right? Yeah. I was screaming about Omni-Man's penis in my mail truck. I hope no one heard me. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of person. I scream at the podcasts I'm listening to. Those those I'm old there. people that want to come out of their house to yell at you about their, their mail being late absolutely heard it. Oh, 100% yeah. guaranteed. My mail route's 50-50. Half of them love me, half of them fucking hate me, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's, it's my the, face. It's the a wildest thing, obviously, in the lore of Nave being a mailman. It is the wildest thing to learn through you and through listening to Gaming Together that people fucking care about mailmen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, who, do, who are you? Who are these people out here that care that your fucking mail is coming at 3 o'clock versus the normal 11.55? Like, dude. what? There is this what? old lady who has this these little like thermoses that she leaves me hot chocolate or coffee. It's random. I don't know what I don't know what the pattern is, but she leaves me that. <laughs> and she, and so I take that and drink it all day and then whenever I come by the next day she has another thermos and I just swap it out. <laughs> like it's oh the bank. God. That is honestly so <laughs> that sweet is though. So that weird. is so sweet. It's great. I've gotten to the point where I'm looking forward to. It. I'm like, "Man, when it's not cold anymore, I'm not going to get this hot chocolate and I'm just going to be like, I'm going to have to buy my own shit at the store. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do." Honestly, how how see that's goodwill. That's an example of old people with goodwill. That's something that I feel like young people just don't even consider or think about. Oh, the people who come to my door, like let's leave them a snack or let's leave them a drink. Like those people are working so hard, and I couldn't give less of a fuck about what they're doing. Like <laughs> Dude, that's the I truth, man. Do I, not yeah. care. I'm a mailman, and when I see them, I'm like, oh, you poor bastard, and I just keep driving. I don't even, I don't even think about it. Uh, uh, we're gonna have two stories before philip start the show oh yeah hello and welcome to game together cooperative podcast i'm your host philip and i'm here with my co-partner nave each pod we play through cooperative experience then relate to you the listener if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo hi nave howdy i've talked enough we have two guests today you heard one of them just now uh, a returning guest and also official uh, third chair to the show according to our game of the year episode it's nick <laughs> From the Friday Night Gamecast. 
What's up, boys? Thanks for having me back. You don't get to the number three spot on Gaming Together without, you know, putting that work in. So I just want to say thank you both for having me on and thanks for letting me kind of uh, invite myself back onto the show. This is going to be a cool episode, so I'm excited to get into it. And you're so close to your 10,000 hours of Gaming Together work. <laughs> you're going to be a professional at this point. Uh, we also have new guest JB from Return or Welcome to Game Corp. What's going on, buddy? Hey, everybody. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. It's it's wonderful, you know, coming together this morning, have some coffee, talk about some games. It's going to be great. I definitely is Return to Game Corp the sequel to the Welcome I to know. Game Corp podcast? I <laughs> yeah, I, I, spoiled the, I spoiled the reveal. <laughs> yeah, our lawyers will be in touch. Uh, your NDA okay. is now null and void, so. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like, oh, my God, have you guys listened to this Mama Max shit going on on YouTube? Yeah, no, you keep no. linking videos. You, and I keep no you don't care. I, I listen to Nave. Don't worry. I finished Dude. my eight hours of Mega Man lore. It's so insane, <laughs> isn't it, Philip? We won't go into it, but it is crazy. You guys just need to go look at this guy. Is basically he's he watched the movie Saw, oh, and he's like, I can do that, and no, then he, he just went on YouTube to unironically be Jigsaw on, on the internet. It's so. This is the cringe. guy that lied about being a predator hunter, right? Yeah, is that, yeah. that's what it is. That's the sum of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. I did. I did watch some of that. That was kind of fascinating. The reason enough. why it felt like the reason why it popped as up. a predator hunter, dude. I know because yeah. the real no, ones it's literally are so what much it is. different. Yeah, but uh, so the reason why I brought up because that wasn't out of left field is that he t- he talked to this guy. The guy who broke it was some ordinary gamers, Mudahar, the guy I bring up all the time. I watch his shit all the time, he's and good. um, he's good. He, yeah, I love it, especially since I always have four hours to kill at work. So I'm like, I guess I'm gonna listen to this shit because he talks for like an hour on something stupid, and so he. They made uh, the Mama Max guy was like, I need you to sign an NDA to see this evidence. And and the NDA was basically like putting his name in Discord and the date. <laughs> and I was like, that's not oh, legally no. binding, bro. <laughs> that's not legally binding. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. What were we fucking talking about? Oh, we well, the question. I mean, JB. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JB. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, my bad. <laughs> well, first off, JB, would you like to give a quick brief about your show? Like, what goes on at Welcome to Game Corp? Yeah, welcome to Game Corp. It's it's a really interesting sort of uh, podcast story, um, like audio drama thing. So our our sort of working pitch is that it's a comedy auto drama that mixes live elements with a fully scripted and scored narrative. So it's like this weird, interesting thing where the three of us, it's me, Cowboy and Jake, we work at a video game media conglomerate. Um, So we're, we're writing reviews for video games and there's a bunch of characters Uh, And then the big sort of reveal is that there is a portal to the video game dimension that all of the bad guys have been coming through and they are the company. So it's a, it's just a very interesting storyline. We just finished our season two uh, season finale. So go check that out. That's really good. Yeah. I went back because I, you've always been in my periphery for a while and every now and then I come and check out and I'm listening. I'm like, I looking for things to steal from you guys. I'm I'm so far. (laughs) I've only been stealing the voices that Philip hates. Philip fucking hates it when I start talking in a voice. But then, so now I, I went back and I listened to the most recent episode and I was like, what? What is happening? Like, I, I didn't, I really had no idea. I was so blindsided. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is part three of something. Well, now I gotta, I gotta go Can all go the back? way back. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is my whole, this is my whole afternoon now. I'm gonna go check out this whole fucking thing. It was really interesting. I didn't, I forgot, or I, maybe I just didn't remember that that was the same sentence just said differently yeah. but uh i, I didn't remember, remember that <laughs> yeah i didn't remember it was an audio drama like the i did remember like voices and stuff and that you guys were in the game corp like physically in the show but <laughs> um yeah the last episode the part three season finale it was over like 150 hours of work to get that done um it's Jeez. about like an hour and a half of or two hours maybe of of final audio 
tons of work, but I, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> People seem to like it. For our listeners, uh, it's kind of similar to the way that we did our end of the year uh, battle royale with all of our guests, except way better and with way more production value. Like there's like a whole bunch with of sound effects and shit going creative on. creative writing. Yeah, with things <laughs> going on. We, yeah. we were just using chat GBT and reading them into silly voices. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was really fucking cool. It's so awesome though, JB, because like I, similar to my experience or Nave's experience as what he was relaying, like you've also been on like the, the boundaries that I've seen you post stuff on yeah. Twitter or I've, I've been in your discord a couple of times. I taught, I made that post about animal crossing. I was an employee of yeah. the month at game corp that one time. Cause I made that uh financial wellness animal crossing post. But I, um, I, is really really respect your show just because of exactly what Nate was saying like literally all of the the audio quality the voices that you guys do the audio like the filters that you put on it and the story that you tell and i'm just and i'm thinking to myself as i'm comparing or thinking about your show versus like what we do at fngc like i'm like this is so much work like i don't know how they do it but it's it's incredible do you guys often have guests on or how do you how do you handle guests in terms of prepping them for a show like that uh, so we're usually open to guests, but they never come back. It's the weirdest thing. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, we our recording structure is kind of crazy. So we will sit down and we will record for like six hours straight. Okay. Um, oh, and it's yeah. pretty intense. And, you know, we're reading lines. So you're you're going through it constantly. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, with anything creative, when you're creating with a group of people, um, even if you love each other and we've all, like, grown up together, um, we're at each other's throats sometimes with, <laughs> with certain I things. I feel like so me and Philip are staring at each other in their cameras. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So so we've scared some guests away, but that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're usually open for guests. I think it's a, a really good time. They come in and play a character. They can play themselves. And uh, and there's always something something fun to do. But Awesome. That's awesome. I want to. Well, I want to jump in. I'd love to That's throw my hat thing. in the ring as well, like to jump in. Sure. We're on a we're on a break right now at uh, Friday Night Gamecast, so I have a little bit of extra bandwidth to jump in there. So oh no, talk, I'm doing, let's talk offline. I'm doing four <laughs> guest spots in fucking two weeks, and so like I'm like maybe not this week, but I mean whenever you guys, whenever you guys, I could I I want to do something where I jump through the portal and now I have split personality and where I'm arguing with myself because I argue with myself normally. <laughs> yes. Well, JB, we are a cooperative gaming podcast, and we have a special co-op question we ask all our new co-op partners about their co-op gaming in the past. Do you have a notable co-op memory you would like to share with our co-op listeners at home about co-op gaming? Maybe like I always talk about playing Super Mario 3 with my sister growing up on the NES. You got something like that in the canon, in the barrel? Yeah, I do. It's kind of interesting, and it, and it bounces off of um, what Nave was talking about earlier. I don't know if it made it into the intro of the show, but uh, talking about the Japanese, um, was it Resident Evil? Yeah, and Resident um, Evil. It, it made me think of completionism. And the very first game I ever 100%ed, uh, me and my buddy, we were just hanging out, um, and we were playing this this game that was on Xbox Live Games with Gold. This was way back in the, the 360 days. Um, and it was called South Park Tower Defense Let's Go Play. Oh, Have man. you ever heard of this? <laughs> yeah, and we we got every achievement, beat the game on the most like expert difficulty with just the two of us. And I I, I don't know why. It's such a dumb little game, but it, it just had us hooked for weeks. And that was a very fun memory. The first time I ever 100% of a game. And probably one of the few games I've actually beaten. I, I give up on games pretty quickly. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get like all that. of those. I'm looking at my cheat. I'm at my list right now, and I gave yeah, but up. You're a balloons expert. Yeah, I know. I thought I would be good at it. I don't know what I. I don't know why I didn't do it. 
I always feel like there are two aspects of my personality when it comes to this uh, understanding of completionism or like finishing games. And and my my co-host Will, he is a very very strict. Um, lawmaker on the show when it comes to if you start a game you must finish it like he has wow. no qualms about being like well hey you started resident evil 7 in 2015 where are you at in your progress on that after i'm like <laughs> i want to yeah. play more final fantasy 7 and i'm like okay all right you're right you're right i should finish it but at the same time like i like to flush games i like to be like okay mm-hmm. i've played game i'm gonna do it unless i'm taking it seriously unless i feel like it's a it's because it, it's so on a case by case basis where it's like, you look at the game like a resident evil game where it's like a massive franchise respected a huge cult following in a community. And it's like, if you started it, I mean, you might as well beat it unless you're just really having a horrible time. I'm always advocating for people with like, you're not having a good time. Don't play the game. Cause it's supposed to be fun. Right. Or there's supposed to be elements where you're supposed to have fun. And that's an entire another podcast like topic. Like we don't have to cover that now, but yeah, I always, I always thought that. And, and that's one of the reasons why I admire Nave just to flex. You're over 600,000 gamer score, right? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. I literally just wow. closed it, but let me go look again. I'm at 618,000. Which I just broke six hundred thousand, so I'm hauling ass actually. For some reason, my, my question for you is: is like, do you like in your ballpark in your mind, like the ratio between how much of those are trash, like one hour game, like <laughs> achievement, like things that you go to check off, and like versus actual like fifty plus hour? Uh, I genuinely do. I I buy a good handful of those games that are five thousand gamer score for an hour worth of game, but I don't play them unless I need a dopamine hit. If I have a really hard day at work or like okay. you know, uh, my my uh, girlfriend of two weeks broke up with me, I gotta have a good day. I, I go and crack open one of those, <laughs> get some five thousand gamer score. Okay, nice. But mostly, I just play games that I want to play, and and I just I do pay close attention to achievement lists like every time i start a game up no matter what i open the achievement list up i do a quick cursory glance and then i I, just to get a good feel of what it might be like and i try to get achievements if i if i want them and i usually don't go for all of them unless i'm really enjoying myself so Mm -hmm. like vampire survivors i always crack that game back open when they get like 200 more gamer score i'm like all right i guess it's vampire survivors night even yeah. though it only, I'm like so high. I'm like literally maxed out in that game, and every achievement can be done in like five minutes. I'm just like, all right. We are a video games podcast, and this week we're going to be talking about Power World. Before we get there, let's just check in with what we have been playing. Start with you, Nave. I've seen you blasting through some games recently. What do you got for us? Well, I finished The Walking Dead. Speaking of getting all the achievements, got all the achievements in that game, which is annoying because, like I said last week, they have divergent paths. But man, speaking of not having fun when you're playing a game. That game is not fucking fun, but it ends really well. I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but it ends like in a in a surprising way. And yeah. so not like surprising, like they, they really broke new ground because it's pretty by the books, but it's surprising for the game, like for the fr- like after going through 40 hours of nothing ever works, you know, it's nice to be able to walk off into the sunset and it felt really good. I don't know, man. Like I... I, I really enjoyed my time with it. I just wasn't happy the whole time. And I think people looking at our Twitter could tell. Like, they're like, Nave's going through something. Like, <laughs> Nave, is just, Nave is unnaturally hostile towards these console fanboys lately. Like, he's really taken something out on those guys. Yeah, you've been, you've been going in on them lately. Yeah, well, there's weeks. also been annoying shit going on, including this game, this week's game. But uh, enough about that. I'll, I'll talk about Infinite Wealth because it looks like no one's playing it. In our in our little in our studio right now, 
Everyone needs to buy this fucking game. Holy hell. This is the funniest game I've ever played. And that's saying something because all the other Yakuza games are so hilarious. Have you, Philip? have you seen that uh, that picture I posted on Instagram? Yeah, your dumbass a... level increased. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I laughed at that for like 20 minutes. I opened up the stats and that is what you see. It, like, it, there's a whole other thing of stats, but like the dumb, the intellect dumbass is right next to Ichiban's stupid little smile. I don't know if JB has seen it. Hold on, let me find it if, in case JB hasn't seen it. But it is just the funniest fucking thing I've ever see, seen. I thought Ichiban was like a business entrepreneur or something like that. He is, but he's games. also an idiot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's he's, but he's he, a but, lovable idiot. Yeah, I mean, go, he, he's just, I mean, he is just an avatar, so he becomes the cool, yeah, yeah. smart guy over time. But, like, canonically, like, his character, <laughs> almost every interaction is him just being a, a dummy. Um, but, yeah, God, I, was curious, I, I was curious about this, Nate, because I am, like, 100%, I, you, I, thought, I did the 1,000 in Yakuza 7, which was probably the hardest, like, completion that I have ever done oh, yeah. on any game. And it was, like, it took me so much time and so much grinding. I've never grinded before in a game like that, but I just loved it so much, I felt like, why wouldn't I? But I didn't my, even do it, and this is my favorite yeah. franchise. And I go, Ugh. whenever I see people going, I'm getting all the achievements in one of these. I'm like, oh man, be careful! You might <laughs> hate it. Right, that's uh, 300 hours of love right there. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, of course, RGG released the man who erased his name as kind of like this very short bridge in between yeah. Seven and Infinite Wealth, which I absolutely am going to play at some point. And we've talked privately about like me going back through the Yakuza franchise and starting at zero, maybe doing one and two Kiwami. I've heard maybe three and four are skippable, but I, I'm not 100% sure. I know that you are unabashedly in love with all of the games, but. I would definitely say that three at this point is not skippable, even though okay. it is the worst performing game. Because the the Kiwami one and two are just the one and two re- being remade because those were PS2 right. games. Right. The third one is a PS an early PS3 game, and when you play it, you're like, oh my god, it is this okay. is not any of the other games I've played so far. There's like such an immediate drop in quality, not like yeah. quality of the game. The story is one of the best, and yeah. unfortunately, it is the most important besides Yakuza zero and one. Three is also an insanely important story to like a Dragon Infinite and Poor like a Kiryu. Dragon. Okay, yeah, because Interesting. once now that Kiryu's roped back into everything, uh, his whole entire motivation stems from three, like okay. three onward. All right, so I have to play it then. I I have no choice. Yeah, one, two, and three are like I mean, zero, one, and two are like his trauma, and three is like his entire character motivation. Okay. So it's like yikes. But uh, if you do, if you want to skip all of that. You can honestly play uh, Yakuza 7 like a dragon and then play Gaiden and you have enough info to play Infinite Wealth because okay. the game does a lot of exposition. Like oh, there's okay. a lot of expositional dialogue. So they're so. doing callbacks to like what happened in 3 and they do it yeah. seamlessly. My yeah. question to you though is is how long do you give it because of Sega's and RGG's close relationship with Xbox? How long before Infinite Wealth is going to be on Game Pass and like can Inevitable. I just work on my backlog? in the meantime so i don't have to like pay 70 dollars out of pocket yeah i would say i bought the hundred and something dollar version of this because okay. i okay. i just i gotta survive i gotta support these guys i, I love them so much and yeah. uh, you can definitely hold off i think this game's definitely gonna be on game pass maybe a year down the road but that is plenty of time to go through the 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 whole series and if you want to play infinite wealth i think just go for it like you're gonna not understand a lot of significance like of different events like, if you're watching my stream, I am, like, squealing like a little girl every, like, ten minutes because they're calling back to something else <laughs> that I, I'm like, oh, I understand that one. I, I, I get this one, too. So it's yeah. like, it, there's, so, there's so many callbacks, but it is still an amazing JRPG. 
And the more I play, they have so many like little systems inside of the game Mini that games, even yeah. from seven, even so that I'm like just crazy. There's one where you're literally going on tw- Tinder and and like like talking to the girl in the tech. And the more they go into, it, I'm like, oh my god, there's this too. Oh my god, we're gonna meet them. Like it's it's, it's so funny. It's so good, man. There's That's one awesome. where you have to become a waiter and you have to remember like five people's orders at oh, once. No. And I'm like, yeah. and but it's all Hawaiian food. So I have no they're like, can I get the Mahi Mahi? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like they're like, hey, do you have anything with fish in it? I'm just like, I don't know. It's now, so good. Another question that I had for you is that looking at gameplay clips of this game, is that obviously like a or like a dragon was very, very like hardcore classic Dragon Quest, early Final Fantasy, turn turn based combat, you know, similar to Pokemon yeah. too. And this one, it looks like they're doing this weird blend where it's like you're moving a character around in a circle. Oh yeah. But so are is it just like alternate turn based systems where you're controlling where you want that character to attack? Is that how that works? Uh, so the game, the system is almost exactly the same as the Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7. Okay. The naming scheme is really confusing. But the the previous JRPG. But so in that game, your characters all existed in the world. And then what they were standing nearby did affect your at- normal attacks. Yes. But you yeah. didn't get to choose what to do. So now in this game, it plays the exact same way where everyone has their turn and their speed affects their their spot in the fights. You know what I mean? But now you can walk around. And so there is a bonus for being close to the enemy. There are some moves that do more damage the further away you are. And then now you can position yourself near weapons and be like, I want to use this weapon. So I if you that. see a bike nearby, you can move Kiryu over <laughs> the there bike. and grab it yeah. and smack somebody with it before his main tech. That's amazing. Which, this That's is so amazing. Cool. So have you played Yakuza? zero i'm playing yes. it now actually okay so you know how kiryu has the three fighting styles yeah that returns in this game it is a jrpg but he has three fighting styles so you could be brawler or what is the other ones bear mode and then fast yeah. mode rush mode you yeah. can do that and it changes the way his auto attacks work and it changes the length at which he gets bonuses for damage and stuff it's so that's fucking so cool. interesting that's really cool I don't. I. I just. I'm just having so much fun, and I know I'm incredibly biased. So all the listeners have tuned out by now. They knew I was going to love this game, but man, <laughs> man, it's just so good. I'm going to be stuck on this like for a long time. Uh, in in terms of like criticisms about it, what do you think about RGG locking New Game Plus behind the Deluxe Edition paywall? I think it's a, a really interesting decision, but I think they already did this. Like to two. Have other they done games. this before? Okay. Yeah, this is something that is. I don't know why it's suddenly coming up now. Maybe because the game is getting so much hype, but I think they did this with Like a Dragon, The Man Who Erased His Name. Oh, wow. And I think they I... might have also done it with 7, but I'm not completely sure. I've never replayed a game besides okay. 4, the first one I ever played, but that was like years years later. Yeah. And so I do feel like going back and playing through them again, but I, it just feels strange because these Like a Dragon, the our JRPGs are like 80 hours long. Yeah, so they're I'm like thinking novellas, about JRPG really. <laughs> versions of this like new game plus i love new game plus in like resident evil where i get to go back with a grenade launcher and shit but i'm pretty sure the new game plus in this in this game is going to scale everyone with you so you're not just running over level one enemies as a level 80 so it's right. like i don't even know why i would except to maybe get the achievement for the hardest difficulty mm-hmm. but i don't know okay it's it's strange the other the other thing i have to say about it i used to think that man hawaii new 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 place new me new year and i was like man that's so interesting but now that i'm in hawaii i'm just sad 
that I, I just miss Japan. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't Japan anymore. It's all dirty. Look at all this shit and trash everywhere. What the fuck is going on? But what I was really worried about was, you know how in Metal Gear Solid, there's a bunch of different like nationalities and shit, but everyone speaks English? In this game, people, if you play in the Japanese, uh, so you play in the dub, they still speak English. So it's not American speaking Japanese unless they know J- Japanese. And most of the game takes place in this area called Little Japan. So, which I don't know if that's real in Hawaii or not, but that makes sense because a lot of Japanese people vacation in Japan. So maybe there's a, a little little place like that. Japanese so like people you vacation hear, in Hawaii. <laughs> you fight a oh, surfer, yeah. bruh, and he's just like, surf's up, bruh. And then like, I just laugh. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird <laughs> hearing English in Japan. And then you hear the Japanese people speak English and it is the voice mm-hmm. actors speaking really broken english that's at, so funny at the, though it's so funny man. like english like spoken in katakana is probably the funniest that japan will ever be i think when they say <laughs> when they so start funny. saying like, papakornu, ketchup pull. yeah there, it's, I, I love it's it. great man i love I it i fucking i think it's so funny now i do have a fucking glitch where i'm streaming this game all of my dialogue is muted I've been bitching about this for days now, but like, so everyone in my friend, close friend group is, knows about this, but no, it literally is like a visual novel. There is no dialogue. I don't know what <laughs> is going on. And RGG hasn't said anything about this. This seems to be a specifically Xbox problem. So it's something wrong with our DVR. Because Sony rides up PlayStation oh fanboys. Let's us, go. They got Sony us. paid them off to make the voice acting exclusive to PlayStation. PS5 the fucking bitches. Rise up. I'm, I'm so tired of Sony. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I talked for a fucking minute on that. But everyone knew I was going to do that because Infinite Wealth, man, it's my game of the year already. There's, there's no way this game's getting beat for me. It's, it's just so charming. Well, don't worry. I'll, I'll save some time. Uh, for my games, I've been playing the same thing i was playing last week uh dragon quest treasures which is the side story spinoff of dragon quest 11 where you play as the thief i don't remember his name eric maybe eric and yep. and his sister i don't know i've been playing as the sister the whole time maya erica because no because she's <laughs> she literally has like way more interesting jokes with all the animals or the the monsters than the brother does and you're talking about them saying things in like katakana or whatever when they talk because i'm playing in japanese and she'll do things like when she talks to the robots or not the robots but the the critters and she'll say raja like saying like roger it's so cute i love it like when you win at the at the claw game goes congratulations and i'm like yay (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) it's so good i've gotten like four out of the seven dragon balls so i've almost like got every all the crystals in the game or whatever this the 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 MacGuffin is and i assume i'm gonna fight the final boss at the end so i'm getting really close to the end uh it's good though the final boss isn't god then that's not the final boss so don't get your hopes up they made a big deal in the beginning about this pirate cat like i don't know (laughs) is that the final boss they've been they were setting it up the the pirate cat has a has a boss and uh, let me see if i can pull up a picture of him you guys can see him it's just so funny dragon i've already got a good place. idea of what it's gonna look like but send it anyway oh man it's gonna be some akira toriyama shit it is oh man you know it's actually not showing up i mean there's a like is this him yeah okay here you go if you uh want to see what he looks like and he's like kind of your team rocket that keeps popping up i gonna be honest this is not what i thought it was gonna look like yeah, he, he's really cute. That's, that's actually actually really amazing. I love Admiral, that. what was that? Admiral Mogsworth. 
that's not his Japanese name. I don't know what his Japanese name is, but it's something to do with like Nian. Like yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna have Nian <laughs> yeah. in there somewhere. And he's also like Captain, I think. I don't think they call him Admiral, but uh, he's really cute and he shows up a lot. And he's probably gonna help you take down the final boss, but I haven't got there yet. But besides that, I just finished Claire's story in Resident Evil Two as a first playthrough. So now oh, I'm starting Claire A. Amazing. Claire A. Yeah. So I'm starting uh, Leon B now in Japanese. And so interesting. the hardest puzzle in the whole game was the chess puzzle. I don't know if you guys have played yeah, it. Dude, yeah, dude. I was wondering no, how... Because I was like, now, the first thing I thought, but I was like, I'm just going to let him ha- let it happen. Dude, but the first I thing I thought of was... Because like, Philip doesn't um, understand chess. And it's so you have to read it and be like, hmm. Like, fucking well, figure no, that I one mean, out. Like, the, all the, the names of the pieces don't change in Japanese. At least maybe yeah. not in, for traditional chess or classic I chess. Not. Yeah, so it's still rook, queen, king, all that stuff, pawn. Right. The hardest part, though, is they used directional language, which I struggle with so hard, where it's like, in front of the queen, this is happening, or whatever, or before the queen, next to this, and I'm like, who's next to what? And the whole point (laughs) is you placing, like, pieces on certain panels so that, you know, they're like, oh, the rook is across from the pawn, which is next to the queen. I brute forced yeah. it after like because like I I knew that it's like it's not that hard to brute force. Yeah, there's only four. There's four different. No, it, there's technically eight platforms with eight different uh, pieces, but two of the pieces come pre-marked, so then yeah. you only need to place like six of them. And the way the language was written, I could clearly see that the queen was supposed to be opposite of this one, so I was only moving four pieces. And I think after four rotations of the code or whatever, I got it right just brute forcing and i'm like i i knew it had to be one of these i was stuff. really curious because like you know in japan they don't play chess well they some do play chess but like they're they play a game called shogi which is japanese chess which is way different man it is way different and i know nick knows all about it because he had to he probably had to play a lot of it to get the completion in like a dragon <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um man uh shogi is so cool but i was wondering man wouldn't it be funny if they switched it out with shogi pieces which are literally oh, just pieces God. of wood with, with the kanji, kanji yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can do that. Like, I know the kanji for Horseman, like Horseman, you know? Yeah. But uh, Resident Evil 2 was real good. I can't wait to... And once I saw, like, Game B and Game... Like, Game B pop up, I'm like, oh, man, I'm probably going to replay this game. Because my no, run through only... replaying. You got to play it. It's, it's, you it's have like to. Near Automata. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the true ending. Yeah. It's completely different. It's completely different. And then, like, obviously... Well, the funny thing is, is that a Claire A and a Leon A route is drastically different however i think that maybe like the a b inverses of each other they complement each other really well it's just like more of which story do you really want to get more of and a lot of people i think for the platinum or the thousand that you have to play both claire a leon b uh leon a claire b when you do it but it's so interesting because my run my very first run was to play leon first and he has a lot more involvement with mr x in that game than uh claire does in the claire yeah. b run and it was really cool because like i didn't know what nape is talking about now where it's like you have to play both a and b to get the true ending um but i recently did a show with dave jackson on tales from the backlog and so i did my claire b run and i just want to say played it on standard difficulty no hardcore over here but i did it in three hours got an s grade so i was very you know uh, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back for that one right there but at the i got same a time, on mine it, it was really cool because there are characters that claire's run in the end of the game where it's like you're in the lab and you're working with that girl sherry um her whole thing like the way that she has those interactions with those characters fleshes them out so much more than Leon's route. Leon's route really like 
his interaction or his interactions with the uh site with uh, the scientist at the end who created the g virus if i'm not mistaken made her mm. seem drastically different than like what it's like when you're playing as claire so i just think that narratively it's actually yeah. quite brilliant and it, it makes sense that you have to consume both of those routes to truly understand what's happening because phil you have have you not have you not started uh leon's thing yet i just walked in the police station and then okay the whole time well, you should have like, already that noticed part, right that, that, that it was different yeah, yeah it's slightly different i mean slightly it's different. pretty similar in the beginning the prologue section in fact you're, it's like the exact same prologue just slightly yeah, different you're gonna dialogue. see once you're in the in the in the mansion itself you're going to go in a like different direction like you, i think you start in a different place right yeah, you and start, then you. Yeah. So I think Claire starts at the bottom, and Leon starts on the at the t- at the middle, and then you kind of w- snake your way through the mansion, and you're going to see things that Claire did. Like you're going to see like things that puzzles that you did as Claire, but you're not yeah. doing as Leon. And also because Claire has that little girl, Leon's companion is Ada. So that's a completely different situation where if Claire is protecting the girl, Leon has a very capable secret agent doing shit. So it's like you're, there's going to be a lot of divergence like as the more that you play. And then it kind of becomes similar once you leave the mansion, but you can't do anything about it because it's super linear at that point. But yeah, very cool. So I'm hyped to play more of that. I do know that apparently after you complete B story, I think it unlocks Hunk's story as well. Yeah, dude. So you can do that. <laughs> That play and through. then tofu tofu after hunk there's and those are complete yeah there's they're not complete playthroughs by the way they're don't get your hopes up but like uh, there okay. it is it is a cool thing to do afterwards because i remember the old tofu speed runs that'd be like knife only runs through the game yeah that's <laughs> tofu, the buddy. <laughs> uh, amazing catch them at their finest which reminded me man that that there was a whole discourse about who would win between leon kennedy and joel for the last of us and i'm like are you guys fucking insane like dude the resident evil characters are superheroes leon kennedy (laughs) would kill every fucking character in the last of us simultaneously coming at him with guns and everything like he would like dodge out of the way of the bullets like fucking waveable two-man guy but i was like dude tofu would kill fucking joel from the last of us (laughs) (laughs) tofu's crazy yeah anyway all right but that covers me jb what have you been playing this week you know i i so I'm a, a social gamer by heart. So I play what everybody else is playing when they decide that we want to play together, you know? So it, it's been a little hard to come up with a list, but I, I have recently, I got a Quest 3 for Christmas and I, I dusted it off and, and jumped into it. And uh, I've been playing some VR. So like going back to old stuff like Beat Saber and Blade and Sorcery, I don't know if any of you have played either of those games in the past, but it's just a fun time. You jump in, you play for 30 minutes and you can you drop out at any time. Um, but then Beat Saber to, scares to, me. Because, yeah. like, I am a fucking rhythm gamer. I don't play that game for 30 minutes. I would probably play that game for eight hours and then go to work sore. Like, go to work, <laughs> yeah. like, really hurting. Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. I, I also, I see the drums in your background right there. And I, I used to play yeah. Yeah, Guitar Hero Rock Band. I would play on Expert with my feet, you know. Like, I, I was in it. So <laughs> I understand that rhythm game life. And uh, yeah, having a family and having kids that come in and you whack them in the head with a controller, that helps kind of time <laughs> yeah. date your game. <laughs> Um, but then for like a longer form RPG, I've been playing Asgard's Wrath 2, which has, you know, gotten a lot of uh, critical acclaim and stuff for yeah, the Quest 3. That. And um, yeah, people seem to really love it. And I've been playing it. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess well, you're a little bit, it just seems like it's very by the numbers. I don't know. 
I don't know. Like everybody's like very into it, and I'm I'm giving it a chance. You know, like I'm I'm waiting to see if it's going to hook me. But I don't know. Are it's they just into very... it for VR? You think, or for video games? Oh, that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about because it is one of the bigger games to come out for VR in general. Um, I mean, the last really big game we had like Half Life Alex, what almost ten years ago at this point, I think. Yeah. Like, it feels you like got to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a Valve Index to actually. Yeah, play it. criminal. So it's like you know, I, I get it, and I want to be happy for it because it did receive like a lot of love. Um, but I don't know as far as VR games, it, it just is what it is. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> like the trailer. It is. It's anyways. cool. There's. It gave me a, a vibe of like um, almost like Elden Ring or Dark Souls as far as the combat goes, which is really cool in VR. Like timing out the moves and dodging out of the way and then striking. And uh, some of the combat's really cool. Um, but I found it to get pretty samey and repetitive after a while. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe as I unlock more, it'll be better probably not a lot you can do in vr unfortunately <laughs> like you got yeah. a handful of things and then everything is just the same but like different color and like uh okay oh and there's another game i jumped into recently with a, a buddy of mine uh it's like a tactical shooter um like a one of what is that game where oh man i can't remember like counter strike it's tarkov. like tarkov yeah so you go out into like this area and then there's npcs and real people and you have to bring back gear and stock your safe house that's been really cool it's like hardcore um like you die 10 times in a row and then you finally bring back a single gun and then you have to decide if you want to risk it out there or <laughs> or, or do whatever that's All been, for that's been actually gun. a lot of fun <laughs> Dude, there is this fucking YouTube channel called Internet Comment Etiquette that I'm always wa- ever watch. I watch that guy religiously when he posts a thing, but he always goes on VR and he does part of his video in VR just fucking with people online. And he's just like, "Hey, so uh, what do you guys think about the vaccine?" And it'll be a kid be like, "I don't really want to get touched." With you. And he's like, "Well, that means you're gonna die." Bam! And then he shoots him, team kills him with a gun. And I'm just like, "Dude, I love it." Or like he'll be talking, he'll be like, oh, "Okay, well, anyways, I think I dropped a grenade on accident. You guys might want." And then it blows up everyone. <laughs> room he's like oh well that's a shame and then he starts talking on his video i want to play that so bad because he's an actual troll i love i love him is that is that eddie is that what his name is uh eric yeah eric Eric. okay yeah yeah i fucking love his videos man stuff all right nick what about you what have you been playing i see you got quite a list i do i know i'll keep it really brief because some of it's not stuff that i can really dig into too hard but um I played Cocoon, and I know that you guys have talked about this on the show before. It's really, really interesting, my experience with this game. I loved this game. I really, really resonated and vibed with this game, which is, I think, kind of the opposite from what I hear from a lot of friends. I've heard a lot of people say they picked up the game, they started playing it, they bounced off of it because the puzzles were too hard, or they got too hard in the end game. And I felt like Nave as I was playing this game. I felt like I saw the Matrix streaming down my eyeballs, <laughs> and I'd like maybe like try one or two things in order to like find the solution, but I inevitably like just fell naturally there were several times where i was just playing and i just automatically solved what i was doing as i was going from world to world it honestly is a really really cool concept and it like the idea of the mechanic of the game is that you're this you're this bug character and you wake up in this world and you realize that when you get to this certain platform you jump through the platform and it's like you're exiting that world into another world um and then that builds upon itself and then there are four worlds that you have to go into and out of 
There was even one that like low key broke my brain to actually do because there are some portals inside of these worlds that will lead you contemporaneously into the other world, meaning that you can grab the sphere of the world that you're in and enter that same world itself, which is so cool. Like I did it on accident and I was like, wait, did I just create a new universe by going through this portal? It was crazy. Did I just create a new universe with my hands? Oh Am my I God? <laughs> I don't know what that's from me. I'm making fun of. Well, them. if you like those recursive puzzles, there's, um, what was that one game called? Marquette? Maquette? Oh, Maquette. Is that, that was on Game Pass for, or not Game Pass. It was on PlayStation Plus Essentials. It's on Game Pass bit. as well. It is on Game Pass too. It is. Okay, cool. But yeah. it is the same idea. Not in world, but in... Well, the whole premise is that you are in a recursive world so that like you can always go into the world that you are currently in by going towards the center of the world, pretty much. Oh, interesting. But you can also okay. leave the world, but then you end up in the same world. It, yeah. I know, it's like going off one side of the screen and coming back on the other. That was a really schizophrenic deal. sentence. Just the- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. it, let's describe physics where, the, you know, it's all yeah. in theory, yeah. like not in natural occurring physics. Well, since we're talking about puzzle games, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Second Wind, which is what happened. It's all the people who were doing the videos for The Escapist when they all got fired. They made their own thing called Second Wind. Fucking sick name, by the way. But uh, there is this series that they do. It's like zero punctuation and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm way too entrenched in the gaming industry. But there's this there's this series they're doing called Design Delve, which, Philip, I think you need to watch. It's really good. It, It literally only started last month, all that stuff. So there's only a handful of, of videos, but there is one specifically called the worst puzzle of all time. And they talk about what makes puzzles good. And the more that I've been listening to people talk about Cocoon, the more I feel like it follows the philosophy of why puzzles, puzzle games are good and why they're bad. Where mm-hmm. the game, it's it's essentially saying that you get your dopamine from puzzle games by solving the puzzle in your mind, but not in the game, right? So the the short of, the short of, the the length of time between when your brain solves the puzzle and when you finish the puzzle in the game is what makes a good puzzle. Like whenever, like when you're like moving boxes around a cocoon or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. it's like how yeah. long until you're like, oh, I know what to do, and then you're done and moving on to the next puzzle. Unlike right. in a shooter game where the fucking dopamine you get is when you shoot the guy and you're like, yes, I shot the guy. You know what I mean? The puzzle solving itself isn't what you're getting a dopamine hit from. It's a really good mm-hmm. video. Yeah. But Cocoon is really good. Um, I'd recommend anybody play it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I need to go back and get the thousand because I'm missing like one of those little star uh, people that have yeah. to go up to the the moon phantoms or whatever. So I got to go back and do that. Um, but the other stuff that I've been playing or the thing that I like literally it turned into, I, I had several ideas. I wanted to play some Mario games. I wanted to play Assassin's Creed. No, I started uh, Cyberpunk thinking, oh, I can just I can just bull rush my <laughs> way through this game in Golden Path it fucking mistake it took me from the beginning of december to the end of january like playing nothing but cyberpunk to finish the game and i overloaded it on myself i underestimated how much i love cd project red in the writing and i'm so glad i do it um actually did you know play through the main cyberpunk game as well as phantom liberty uh, back to back which i think honestly is the way to play it however if i can recommend to anyone out there any listener you know with us on the show right now uh i would recommend before going to get like any of the initial endings because essentially cyberpunk like many other of the um cd project games it has different types of endings depending on the choices that you've made throughout the game or the relationships that you've built so my recommendation would be to play through the events of the phantom liberty main story before you pick 
one of the endings that you're going to go down or yeah. you pick or you choose one of the options to pursue that ending because phantom liberty opens up a alternate ending for v um yeah but yeah i just to give like i don't want to go on too long because i know that you know time is the thing but i just want to say like one of the most important things that i think people need to take away about cyberpunk is that they are masters of their craft when it comes to character writing and dialogue it is literally a noir detective novel and v is the coolest fucking protagonist i think i have ever played um in terms of like these open world choose your own adventure style games and Night City is honestly, it's up there with the Spencer Mansion, as well as like we were talking about Resident Evil 2, the uh, Raccoon City Police Department as one of the best settings in video games. Like what they have done here, like it can't go understated how important it has been for open worlds. And I think that at, with as time has come along and as they've improved and optimized the game uh, over the course of time, I think more people are starting to realize that. So I'm really glad that they got their kind of their second finish with Phantom Liberty. Uh, but yeah, you have to go play the game. Idris Elba and the other actors who are the main core cast of Phantom Liberty, absolutely stunning the way that they like wrote the story and crafted the story. See the, uh, cyberpunk main story a lot of the main routes in the storyline are very kind of like gritty whereas like phantom liberty expands the world that you're in um to the nusa which is this kind of like the modern america that you're living in for the present day so it is yeah. it is so cool i know nave and philip you, you've both played it yourselves and so you you know what's happening here I don't, i'm not sure JB, if you play... oh you haven't played phantom liberty phil okay no i just no, didn't spend the normal game okay true yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, this is a must play if you're a fan of this type of game. Don't un, don't like count out Cyberpunk like Will does just because it released poorly um, on last gen consoles. And it, I still need to maybe do a little bit of research on the before and after, like what has changed as they've updated or like what it actually released like on modern PCs and like next gen consoles when it first came out. Because I have a sneaking suspicion like the Elder Trolls claim that it has always been good, but it's just not. It was. It didn't That's meet a lot of too. expectations. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. My position. I, I would agree with you. Okay. Yeah. So even like when Cyberpunk first came out, I played it and I was like, "This is a really good game." And yeah. Uh, yeah. even Cowboy, he's an ardent supporter and he will fight anyone who says otherwise. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's and always the thing been is good. Yeah, it's it's always a push and pull because like we as like consumers and as people who are practicing armchair like video game journalism, we do have a, a a pretty decent obligation to call out these developers and publishers when they pull some fuck shit like releasing a game that wasn't ready to release on PS4 and Xbox Ones. I have several friends though who have played Cyberpunk only on an Xbox One S and it's like one of their favorite games of all time mm-hmm. too. So it's this weird thing where it's like, yes, I want to hold CD Projekt accountable for like release the fucking product when the product is ready. Don't take advantage of like windfalls or the fact that you put like a million dollars into marketing leading up to the release date over the fact that like you're going to release a semi good product that's going to put all of these developers in a really probably mentally bad place because they spent the last 10 years of their life working on a product and then, you know, having to deal with the fallout that happens on Twitter or TikTok or whatever social platform it may be. So it's, it's definitely a push and pull, but this is a good game and that's kind of, where you have to you know sit with it i was always, which by the way we need to point and laugh at philip because he mean he basically beelined cyberpunk and he got like the worst ending and he was like this game sucks i don't fucking understand well, who, who did you who did you choose idiot. to who did you choose to no read karoshi the car what? guy he didn't do anything what car what do you guy? mean there's a guy he's like all my cars are going wild the robots around town you yeah. need to go handle them and i'm like he's talking about oh, he's Delamain? talking about Delamain? you're talking about Delamain? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. he was my boy. He was Wait, my best so friend. 
you he didn't raid Kuroshi with Delamade? What? No. Oh, no. so so you just got in the cab. You like didn't call Rogue. You didn't call nope. anybody to go in there with you. He didn't no. do anything with anyone. I need you to go no, back. I, I did. He's like he basically. I need no. you to go back and load the no. save, Philip, and I need you to replay a couple of different endings because it's very quick if you do it. No, he need because he hasn't done anything with anyone, so he can't do any of the other endings. Oh, that's really that's no, what I'm saying. I mean, he I played mean, Mass Effect no, and didn't oh do any fucking side quests. He just did the fucking Phillip, main stuff. You're kidding no, me, right? I, when I visited um, Jessica or whatever her name is, and her friend died in the bathtub, and it Judy, was really oh, your Judy, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to hang out with her because she like everybody sucks. <laughs> to be All fair, the... Judy oh. fucking sucks. Yeah. What? Wait, why does Judy suck? Why she's Judy a fucking suck? coward? She's a coward, and she. Yeah. Listeners, this is major spoiler territory. I'm gonna have for, to cut like, all this the out. end of Cyberpunk. So please, yeah. Anyway, but Philip, please, please go do a romance. Whether I don't know if you played male or female V, but like romance Pan Am or Judy or whatever, and see how because like the the implications and like these are just really breathed in characters, like lived in characters that have done like like they've just really affected me and they they're like i think about them in my brain whenever i'm not playing cyberpunk so it's just like i think that you would take away more of it especially playing phantom liberty um i, I guess maybe you didn't buy the dlc i don't oh. even own the game i just borrowed uh, it from the library it from on friendo. these oh no. gotcha well that's okay that's okay and they're like you got two weeks and i was like okay <laughs> okay we're gonna do a 25 hours cyberpunk okay i beat in. cyberpunk and phantom liberty in two weeks and i got a good ending which I don't know. It's just so fucking good, man. Yeah, there are about six different ending routes that you can choose um, to to go on. And in terms of encapsulating everything all together, Phantom Liberty is horrifically depressing in terms of what happens at the end. Although I love it, and I almost like want to replay it because depending on who you mainly side with in that game yeah. completely changes the outcome of that game, which changes V's outcome in the end too, which is just like... It's, that makes me wonder what you did because I'm like, I wasn't depressed. I was like fucking, I was angry at one of the people. I was like, why are I, you, why at every point you can fuck up, are you fucking up? You're talking about. Yeah, I've yeah. got to go with the I, narc, dude. I sided he's got with his shit Idris together. Elba. I sided with Idris Elba because I loved The Wire and I loved Luther. <laughs> so I'm a fan of Idris Elba and his cinematic use. So I was like, that's the, that's the homie. I got to side with him. But you're right. He did fuck up multiple times through the story. Again, we're cutting it. I've gone too long about cyberpunk. I just want to have one more thing that I talk about before we move on. And that's Prince of Persia, the lost crown. It is fucking good. It is so good. I've only played the demo, but playing the demo is enough for me to be like, okay, this is sick. Ubisoft, we're going to hit the summer sale and Ubisoft's going to put it on sale for like 15 bucks. And I'm going to pick it up and finish it. Maybe at that point, whenever there's that summertime lull in between the massive releases that are going to come out this year. Um, but yeah, it is crunchy. It's fast. It's a great Metroidvania. And I've, it's, that's a genre that I'm, not super well versed in so that's something that I'm, I'm very very excited to kind of jump in and kind of delve into and, and get into that it's making me want to go back and play metroid dread um to get ready for maybe fingers crossed a metroid prime 4 release that might be happening this year or next year uh with the switch that might too, shake so. my world up if metroid yeah. prime comes out because that's yeah. one of those few games where i'm like oh man i gotta dust that fucking switch off <laughs> yeah exactly it's time yeah but that's that's what i've been up to so this Prince of Persia, does it play like the Prince of Persia, the movie game, or does it play like it's a old 2D. Prince of Persia? 2D. So it's like 2D, Prince yeah. So it's 2D um, side-scroller. So it's like, there, it's harkening back to the classic Prince of Persia. But if you've ever played Rayman Legends, it's created by that same development team. Um, I love Rayman and, Legends. Yikes. Yeah, yeah so he's got to get it though. 
Yeah, it's really, really good. The platforming is crisp. It's got some of the best backflips that I've ever had in a video game. It feels very <laughs> since like, Mario sixty four. The best. Yeah, since Mario sixty four. Exactly. Ocarina of Time. Exactly. You won't believe the backflips. In yeah. our game of the year episode, we got to have a, a, a game of the year award for best backflips. <laughs> for best backflips, yeah, superlative. There's for, not that for many though. I feel like yeah. you look at it unless it's like an animation. Maybe you can do a backflip of Mirror's Edge. I'm not sure. Oh, I would hate that. That I'm would make sure me so sick one. if I did that on Mirror's Edge. I'm sure um, one at one point mm-hmm. she does a backflip off a ledge. Yeah. Just for fun. But his but his mechanics, it's really cool because of how simple it is. You have like you have your melee and you have your range, but it's about the way that they combine the supers where you press like LT, I think, and then X and Y conversely. And he does certain things and you're able to I've I've seen like a bunch of clips online. Will has sent me a bunch of clips of people like chaining together attacks and doing like midair born attacks. But this also just like the traversal itself is really, really cool because he has like an air dash that you can combine with like jumping on and off walls. So it's it's incredible. So definitely the 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 demo is on the demo is hard to get to. So just to let folks know, I feel like they hide demos like this. So go to the Xbox store, look up the Prince of Persia webpage, and then you'll be able to find it. Maybe we can post a link in the episode description. But yeah, definitely check out the the demo at the very least, because I think it's it sold me for sure. All right, we're almost an hour and in, and we've finished games we've been playing. Cheers, yeah. So Dave, what news we got? All right, so our Twitter hit 1,000 followers. Just, just a little pat on the back for old Naveski nice. over there. Uh, Good work, Nave. Nice followers. job, Nave. Got a couple people commenting on it. I was like, man, let's just shout these guys out who went the extra mile to congratulate us. So Chatsunami, uh, at Chatsunami, I imagine, Chatsunami Pod, said, uh, that's amazing, great work. Gaming duo, those guys are fucking awesome. They said, congrats, guys, that's huge. Game Positive, this is Eric we were talking about before we started recording. Uh, one, The entire reason why I made a Twitter account for our gaming podcast is because I saw his Twitter account and we talked for a little bit on my original account. And so my original, my personal account doesn't even exist anymore. I put all of my energy to this podcast, uh, Twitter. Uh, we also got the gaming, the gamer parents from our last episode. No, our second to last episode. It says awesome milestone. Congrats. And then Alejandro, uh, one of our good friends, uh, he runs uh, Random Gamers Corner. He says congrats. It's well-deserved. So thanks, guys. Thanks for everyone that's just talking to us over there. I promise I'm going to stop console warring. I promise it's gonna. <laughs> no, no, you I'm won't. not that. No, you won't. We expect <laughs> and, it now. We expect it. <laughs> yeah, this is the content that I'm getting. I am literally getting followers and shit because I'm like just saying the meanest shit to some of these console warriors. I'm saying the angriest shit. I I invite any chance to dunk on Greg Miller because you know the guy. You know what, what can you say? He invites it <laughs> I'm, himself. I'm so. relatively nice to him. I'm talking about like people like the Red Dragon and who is that Xbox one? I get on him, his ass every Xbox. now and then too. There's an Xbox one I can't remember. He's got he's got the picture of 808, mm, and I okay. I get his ass too sometimes, man. And these guys are so cringe, man. They're so cringe, and I just and it's it's nice because no one gets mad at you for yelling at them. So it's like this is a free this is free real estate. It's I get to get all my anger out on this guy. Wonderful. I'm just kidding. Well, while we're thinking, people, let's thank our patrons: Berserker, this Ko Caffey, Mister Quang, Insane Cracker, and Nick and Knight, Michael Superbacker, <laughs> and the Intergalactic Pinecone. <laughs> Thanks, boys. You keep the pods going. And at this point, I would be begging for money. But uh, you already know what Patreon is, and we're we're trying to save some time. So moving along, time for the Am I the Asshole section. It's time Let's go. to go online and assist gamers in need to help them know if they are, in fact, assholes or not. 
probably the part that a lot of people are most looking forward to. It's what I, I'm looking forward unfortunately, to, Unfortunately, this is what our podcast has turned into. It's the Am I the Asshole podcast where we talk about games we play. All right, JB, this is your first time on the pod. I There's the, the link to the asshole sheet, the toilet paper sheet. Uh, did you find someone you would like to identify if they're assholes or not? Okay, I I immediately saw one. I played a game of D and D last night, so there's this one here about D and D. I'm oh, down link for it. it. Would you like the honor of reading it, or would you like us to take oh, it? No, it was it was. Oh removed. wait, what? A suspended account. Oh, wait, there will be a thing. Sad. Yeah, There'll it should be, be down the bottom. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they were probably the asshole then. Yeah, well, they, it's, I think most people are saying not the asshole. <laughs> that's so that's so interesting. Oh, I found okay, it. I'll okay, keep looking. Here it is. Oh, you found, you found it? it. Yeah. Okay. So. Where is it at? It is way down in the middle. Yeah, mix. I am almost all the way down. I don't I've been either. scrolling for an eternity. Well, here, I can... Oh, here uh, it is. Auto mod. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I found it. Here, I'm going to just copy-paste it into the chat. So, do you want to read that, GB? You can read it in a funny voice if you want. <laughs> sure. Whatever um, you want. Creative I, I, uh, liberties. I, sure. I, I can do it as um, one of my characters, Terry. All right. First off, though, this is... Uh, Am I the asshole for banning someone from D&D? And the account is Am I the Asshole Throwaway Sis. We already discussed that he's banned, so we can't check. But it is a throwaway. So I, 25F, live with my younger sister, Nina. To save money, we both pay the rent equally. I also host regular D&D sessions, and recently we got a new player. All seemed well until my sis came home, said a quick hello to everyone, and went to her room. After the session, the new player immediately turned to me and asked if she's single. She is, but she is also completely uninterested in a relationship. The way she puts it, men are pretty, women are pretty, cats are pretty. That does not mean I want to date any of them. Since I didn't want to tell him the details, I just told him she's not interested. He promptly accused me of being jealous and told me that's for her to decide. I basically said, you aren't her or my type, trust me. He got offended and started berating me, so I told him not to come to any more sessions. The next day, one of the players told me I overreacted, but I don't think I want someone like that in my home. Am I the asshole? No, no asshole here. No, no asshole here. Well, if, if OP is <laughs> to be believed, there is no Alf asshole to be believed. Yeah, okay, go ahead. There go do could your, be do some thing. asshole here. because Oh, really? Yeah. At least one. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I mean there just, is there is an asshole. There is yeah. an asshole, but it's not it's not OP. Well, she said sure. one statement though, where she, she even quoted herself. She said, "You aren't her or my type." Trust me. She brought herself into the mix. Yeah, because he offended her. He was like being deliberately like aggressive about her sister. Yeah, yeah right? and then he was like, "You're just jealous." Yeah. But maybe she is jealous. Is that a crime? Maybe she is. I don't see, but like. I don't think women operate like that. Even if they were, like they, I feel like when okay, this is painting with broad strokes here. I'm I'm being very generalistic. Right, tell us about women, Nick. As a woman myself, <laughs> in general, painting with broad strokes, I think that generally cishet women manifest jealousy in a lot of more subverses, less less obvious ways. I I, w- I would say, but also like here in like just looking at this conversation in a microcosm in the moment, not knowing the type of personality that OP has, uh, I'm on her side because I genuinely like don't think that 
he should have first of all reacted that way quite obviously being like what's going on with your sister lady um and then like <laughs> once he one, <laughs> like once she oh, was man. like oh that's not something that we really need to talk about here um i think like for him persisting after that that's that's red flags all day like you just you just don't like you just like immediately you should know okay let's drop that sorry that maybe they have been inappropriate or maybe if you even wanted, like, I don't think it's a problem for a guy to be like, oh, like, hey, like, in a graceful way, inquiring as to the status of mm-hmm. a yeah, friend's, you know, relative or somebody. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely this is like a now one charisma role. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just that I genuinely think that, like, the dude in this scenario is the problem. Not necessarily. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a heel just to add some some spice to this, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so let's so let's. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm reading the first part of this, and it, and it says, um, basically, sister came home, D&D continued. There was no interruption to the D&D. After the session, the player pulls the the host um, aside and is like, hey, who is she? Is she single? Like, it doesn't seem like he put pulls it, it in any sort of It says immediately way. turned to me. So they well, were at yeah. the table, and he's the one. Yeah, she's the, the, the DM, the so she's side. got that wall. She's got that oh, wall right, for yeah. privacy, privacy wall. Uh, and then and then says, <laughs> no. I, I think like at, at that point there, nothing wrong has happened. Right. Up until this point, I don't think yeah, there's anything sort of wrong that's happened. Um, sure. And then her response is in classic uh, I, as a and d player myself, we're all a bunch of weirdos. Uh, but her response is a little strange. And it says she's not interested. Not not like, oh, yeah, shoot your shot, yeah. do whatever you It's like I am deciding for my sister that she does not want to date you. Um, and maybe she knows, right? Yeah, she might know. She probably does know. But it's also right. like very dismissive. That is a wall right away. And yeah. so it's yeah. like there's a couple ways you can interpret that. But since he can't see into her brain, there's no way he can tell that he, she's not just like shutting him down from her own gain. Right. That's not yeah. an excuse, though. That's not an excuse. As as somebody who is an adult and polite you should know at a point when red flags pop up oh this is a problem maybe i should just back off and just be right, like, oh right. sorry <laughs> my mistake like won't ask again that but sort of this thing. is another this is another thing so as as this man's lawyer along with jv here <laughs> yeah. uh i would say that we do not have we don't have the dialogue that specifically mm-hmm. happens we have her dialogue and we have none of his dialogue so the only thing she says is that he started berating her which is bad you shouldn't do that but is he really berating her or is he just annoyed that she's like stonewalling him? You know this what I mean? Like, we don't actually being, have it. You're starting creative writing here and you're diverting <laughs> a little bit from the sacred text that is the Am I the Asshole post. I don't know. That's, if we're to take this fair. at face value, and of course she is the one that is posting it, so you have to account mm-hmm. for the bias that is implied there, right? But if we were to take this at face value, uh, like I don't really think there's any excusing his behavior at any point, yeah. even if he really genuinely meant like he maybe he was like trying to be kind about it. Maybe he was trying to be gentle, even to give him the benefit of the doubt from the way that it's described here. It should have stopped super early and it just yep. didn't. The correct also response thing, is, oh, OK, my bad. <laughs> not, <laughs> exactly. We, not, you're just jealous. <laughs> no, I'm doubling down on heel. I'm doubling down. So uh, what I what I imagine when you're playing D&D, you're playing with a bunch of actors. All right. We can't mm-hmm. get because he says that she's oh just jealous. You can't tell that he's not just like joking around. And then she takes mm-hmm. that sentence literally. And so she goes on the aggro because I like to fuck around. I like to fuck around. You know what I mean? So it's like I like to pretend that I'm being uh, a- abrasive to Philip specifically because he just doesn't take any of my shit. And so I like to be very abrasive to him. And and I'm not actually like being abrasive to him. I just want him to react in some way. And 
he usually doesn't give me that satisfaction. Right. Yeah, but and, so and is that not an asshole around. thing to do to try to like be reactionary so people oh, like show but, their emotions? What if it wasn't reactionary? What if it was like he was trying to he felt uncomfortable with the situation he's like oh i I would try to do this thing and now i feel like um you know uh, uncomfortable with this so i'm gonna make a joke to lighten the mood and she takes the joke as being serious so he's like Like he's like oh "Oh, what are you jealous you know know, just fucking with her well that sounds like something i would say he's like oh yeah okay that's fine you know i don't want you to get jealous that's asshole behavior though there's no way that you look at it it's not an asshole (laughs) thing to say if it's literally verbatim word for word what bro said in this context like if you're anywhere in that room like red flags warning signs are like alarm bells are ringing like what the fuck like if anybody is in earshot of this conversation wait, somebody wait, should have wait. Table. time out god uh, objection uh he says the the op says the next day one of the other players told me i overreacted so someone was with an earshot heard the conversation and then said she overreacted so that oh. is one other person hmm. that says hey he must but have been we, fucking, fucking around we we don't we don't know the relationship of this person to that other player though so like who's now to you're say that this person that, who's to say that this person <laughs> who's to say that this person isn't like another man that's and that's his bro that he brought to the D and D table because he's like oh we need he's an extra man we need a bard we need an elf or some no, bullshit no. like that like he's like you know, are you like, kidding you're kicking out our barbarian right before the fucking <laughs> boss you idiot. Uh-huh. Also, also, this goes back to house rules though, and the bottom line is if she's uncomfortable with having it in the house. Yeah, he's not coming back to the house. Oh yeah, That's That's, I, I don't think kicking him out of the D and D session is um is an asshole move at all. I I think that's that's fair to say. I mean, it's her game, her her rules. That's that's kind of how D and D goes in general. But I do I I do think there is a weird scenario in which it's a miscommunication between the two people, and she went scorched earth. There is there is yeah, a scenario that actually plays out that way. There, there, might not, there might not be accounting for personality. I will see that. There might not be accounting for somebody being a playful jokester here, but it's an off-color joke that is mm-hmm. like purposefully directed to offend OP in this in this scenario. So it's like you made your bed, yep. you sleep in it. Read the I room. will. Yeah. I will give an uh, a uh, anecdotal uh, story for this that kind of relates to it a little bit. I used to play Magic: The Gathering. I know everyone don't. Don't go crazy. I definitely look one. like the Magic the Gathering player. But uh, the I would go to Commander Knights, and I would play. And I am a hardcore. I am so good at Commander. I'm so good at Magic. And, oh, what is that? Ooh. Is that one of the it's, new deck boxes? Uh, uh, it's, it's this this one Innistrad. right here. Yeah, my yeah. brother bought it for me for Christmas. Is it Vampires? What is it? It's a vampire. Werewolves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's this That's lady, I think. Decks. It's got jack-o'-lanterns on it. It's kind of sick. Spooky. Yeah. Very spooky. And that came out during Halloween, like that area. So that is oh, the spooky yeah. plane in Estrad. Uh, but oh fuck what was I saying I was playing a game of Magic the Gathering and I'm really good at the game and I and I also I don't always play to win but sometimes you know I'm goofing around I'm, I like to fuck around and so I, I'll attack like someone will try and like barter with me they're like hey don't do this you know if you do this like this guy might go and I'm like I know what he might do, but I'm going to kill him too. So I usually say stuff like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. You're taking 15. You know what I mean? And like, I'm fucking around, but I do occasionally get severe pushback from someone who gets salty that I did that and that I had such a dismissive like mentality about it. But I'm also just like, yo, if you want to kill me, then kill me. But if I'm not going to negotiate with you, you're taking this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do that. And I'm, even though I'm like being clearly playful to everyone else in the game, that one person, it doesn't, it feels personal. 
You know what I mean? Because he is taking the damage and stuff like yeah. that. I've had multiple times where in my magic games, somebody went away like not feeling great. And it was just like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like, I didn't, I was just goofing with you. You can kill me first next game. I don't care. Like, it's like, I, don't, I really don't care if I die first because I'm just going to get on Twitter and fucking scream at console warriors. Like, I'm going to have fun either way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes a bit is just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And another kind of like piece, if we're going to, if we're going to pick apart this post here, we're looking at it. She says, after the session, the new player immediately turned to me, meaning that yeah. he was just brought into the fold, meaning that he doesn't really have an established character that's in this long, ongoing campaign. Like, it, And I'm assuming to interpret new as in, like, he was just brought there that day. So, like, like, oh, like the original poster didn't know this individual before, maybe a friend, who might be the one that's circling back with her at the end of the game after everything, is, like, maybe they brought them in there for that session, and then he acted like an asshole, yeah, and she got kicked out for it. So I don't it could know. be the defense yeah. rests. There's also <laughs> one. Uh, the one line I think is is the smoking gun uh, right here is uh, this this language here where it says the way she puts it: men are pretty, women are pretty, cats are pretty. That doesn't mean I want to date any of them. And I'm just gonna say, I mean, this might be a little biased, but anybody who uses a word like that in normal conversation is the asshole every time. So. She that's, didn't specifically say that though. Yeah, that's just, this was like that's her personal belief. But if she would this, have said that out loud, that would have not not been. Yeah, very I mean cool. it's, it's in quotes. No, really so. no, but this this sentence Game is over. the sister describing what her sister has relayed to <laughs> yeah, her yeah. about yeah. her interpretation of dating. Okay, yeah, okay. and and that gotcha. makes uh, that makes her the a hole. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. That makes the sister the yeah. asshole. She didn't even yeah. do anything. The she sister, just walked the sister is the <laughs> asshole for being an attractive woman. We found it. We solved yeah, the case. Case closed. JB hates women confirmed. <laughs> it was a setup. <laughs> we got him. This is a total setup. Can the can the uh, can the thumbnail art for for this post be like JB like with devil horns with fire behind his head? <laughs> I can put devil horns on JB. Yeah. Which by the way, JB, so you being on here makes it means that you have signed contractually that I'm going to be able to use your face on our thumbnail. That's right. So unfortunately, you, you are permanently attached to our. I was going to say s- something ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to send you a goofy screenshot, Nave. Can you put my my head on Phoenix Wright? Yes, I can give okay. you Phoenix Wright here too. We already did that once, Sick. but I can do it again. Nobody remembers. Oh, did you, you give need, me Phoenix? What do you Wright need? Before? YouTube thumbs like. Oh, okay, <laughs> if you you give you, I'm gonna ask you afterwards. Like, send me like one or two <laughs> pictures of yourself. You could send me whatever you want, whatever <laughs> okay. you want on our, I'm and I'll, I'll use I'm it. I'm gonna do it. All right. All right, quick round table. Assholes here, Nick. Uh, I think that the guy who is at the um, party who got kicked out was the asshole, and the the twenty five female OP is um, in her well, well within her rights to remove him from her surroundings. Hmm. Nave. Oh, you want me to go? So yeah. I think I think there's no assholes here. I think this was just a like a, a bad conversation that didn't go over well. And could be patched over by a simple text message, like "Hey, I'm sorry," or an apology. Yeah, yeah, just an apology. Like I think this, like, there's not any real damage done yet. Yeah, so I think this I'm is gonna a say, no assholes. I'll say soft, soft asshole to the guy. If he did legit start berating her, okay, that's a little too far. That's not that's not joking anymore. Um, but I am agreeing with Philip that this isn't. There's not a lot, a whole lot of damage, and this could easily be patched up if the gr- the friend group gets together and has a uh, what is it the what is the island TV show, the Survivor moment? You know, <laughs> does he get voted off, off the, the island? island? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, obviously, uh, not the asshole for the the host, and the dude was an asshole. Yeah, for sure. 
Mm, All right, sure. so we got two hard assholes and one soft asshole to the guy. The jury <laughs> right. has spoken. Nave, you're doing the edit on this one. Do you want to do another aim of the asshole or let it go? You the fuck we I will get crucified by the listeners if we don't do another am I the asshole. All right, here's the <laughs> but, one Nick linked. All right, so oh, JB, do you have time constraint? Time no. constraints. All right, awesome. There you go. That was the only thing. Let's go look at this. Okay, I can I can read it if we will, if we would like. If the if the this jury seems agrees. to be a throwaway, and he only did this one post. Well, oh, you're telling me T A one 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 two seven six four nine eight G G G is a throwaway oh, account? I didn't I didn't realize. Okay, so let's not do that one. No, no, this is we a good one. Oh, we can do it. Okay, we just it, checked. It's to see not if a throwaway. As yeah, like this is just to see. Oh, if they use like the they made account. the account just to make this post. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got and then we All look right. and it's like, oh, this guy's actually really active in the Smash Bros. Pro scene or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, this At is, the this very guy. end, I okay. do notice it says edited to make the mod slash rule friendly. Not sure what I'm doing wrong. So this was this was made in a dip. This was written in a different way before. And he had to go and censor some words. OK. All right. So the title of this post is Am I the asshole for thinking this is not appropriate? Dash wife talking to male coworker about adult video games. It reads like my wife told me that she discussed developing an adult video game with an unmarried same age male coworker, same cohort, opposite genders. Specifically, the game is to include nudity and sex between human and or fantasy characters based. But my (laughs) wife is not considering this a porn game. The conversation was described as not HR friendly as as in a write up. I'm not sure how that's grammar. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> as in a write-up would have likely occur. Oh, as in a write-up would have likely occurred if overheard slash reported. Uh, but other than literally what I typed above, she cannot recall exactly what was discussed. Again, she <laughs> assures me this is not porn and nothing else is going on or has been discussed other than the business opportunity related to developing this adult nude sex. Developing this adult nude yeah. sex, but not porn video game. Of course. Okay. And then in the edit, editing, in yeah, in in the editing notes they have below here, editing again to make this clear by game. I am talking about a 3D hyper video real fantasy sex world where you create a character <laughs> and then go bang other characters in ones or tens. I guess. So tens. please read this. Uh, read this is not a game. We are talking about a gamified porno here that. And that is very obvious. Not a eight bit boobs running around through a maze looking for treasure. Okay. Someone sounds a little spiteful. That last part seemed a little frustrating. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is a this is a weird one to unravel because I think that it's got a lot this of steps. Is, there's yeah. yeah. So so the thing here for, for if I if I may if I may uh, if the court pleases, um, I submit to the, our humble panel here that. This is actually kind of like a complex thing because this has to do with like what is your uh, tolerance for first it, like it's based on what how much trust you have in your partner number one how much trust do you yeah. have in the relationship and and how much shared mutual understanding is between your partner because partners who like innately trust each other who like they have long established history of being faithful no matter under any circumstances they share everything with each other this is a non issue. Okay. I want to tab. I want to put a little pin in that. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in because that. Because one this... of the sentences implies that this was not shared with the partner beforehand. Because he says, uh, he says again, she assures me this is not porn and nothing else is going on. So he doesn't know about this porno game that she's been thinking about making at all. It has never been discussed with him. Right. It's just a porno game, though, and not and a sounds... hyper sex. 
Well, that's how he describes it. Well, yeah, and I think that the thing is here, it seems as though OP may be kind somewhat unfamiliar with like video games in general i don't play porn games so i don't know what the vast diaspora of porn games that are available on steam what do you say you don't know the genre 3d hyper video (laughs) fantasy sex world that's my favorite genre (laughs) but also it's like when you think about it like so red right now he hates this kind of shit the thing that i'm the thing that i'm latching onto is him talking about like the conversations described as not hr friendly as in a write-up was was likely to occur to been over if overheard it would have been reported to hr and that's kind of like what i'm hinging onto is that and obviously be smart when you're talking about silly off-colored shit in the workplace that's that's first and foremost to listeners but like i think that that's kind of like a crucial thing and that has to do with like an individual's comfort level on when either they themselves or their partners conversely are talking to other people about something like sex or marriage or even just porn to that extent and it's like that's the thing is that it doesn't come across to me like the wife is talking about like uh, yeah, I'm going to go get my rocks off by like watching this VR porn game. It sounds like that they're a developer, and number one, so that it might be related to their job. And then, I don't know. This is a tough one what? to unravel. I what so Philip, you remember when we were when we would go to Boy Scouts and we would just abandon the fucking place and we would walk yeah, around right. town and we would talk to our friend JP about like, hey man, wouldn't it be cool if we made this game, the zombie game? We would talk you know what this kind of reminds me of is she she's talking to somebody and then and then they were talking about games and they're like, Oh, what about porn game? Whatever. You know what I mean? And they started talking about that because it says my wife told me she had discussed developing an adult game. And it sounds to me like this got brought up. And during the day while they were together, and then he had to inquire, like, wait, what do you mean about that? Wait, what? Describe, explain. And she, he said that she doesn't know the exact words that she used, uh, mm, like exactly yeah. what they discussed. So it sounds like this was just an offhand comment. That he's like, oh, this silly thing happened at work today. We talked about what if we made this really insane game where we fucked 10 uh, sheep girls all at once, <laughs> you know, what I mean? or whatever the fuck Ten, it was. Yeah. 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 Tens. And so well, it's so, it honestly, because of the tens part. I also feel like it is a little hyperbolic. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't yeah. a serious situation. To me, it sounds like the wife is kind of a fun person. She seems like a person that I can crap <laughs> open a cold one with. You know what I'm saying? But like, no. They, but there's also really important context here that OP is uh, marking down that was posted by AutoMod below the initial post, saying it's pretty clear from my post the action I took is in thinking. Doesn't he still doesn't make the grammar here doesn't make any sense, but. Uh, I'm thinking that my wife's actions are inappropriate. My wife doesn't feel her actions were inappropriate and is calling me an asshole here. Get it? Good. How else am I able to... Okay. This isn't for kicks. There's also some mental health stuff play at here. And I don't know if he means mental mental health issues at play with his wife or mental health issues at play with himself. So maybe there's some insecurity going on. You skipped a sentence that adds a lot of flavor to the edit. And How it is, else am I it, able to post? <laughs> get it? Good. How else am I able to post and get an understanding here? <laughs> this is, the more he speaks, the more he's like swinging it the other way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it was at first I was kind of like un, unsure how to answer this because nothing happened, right? Like all, yeah. all he's saying is like, am I the asshole for like feeling insecure? <laughs> it's like what is you didn't Literally, do anything yeah 
Yeah, and it's like, and it doesn't seem as though like this male coworker that his his wife is talking to like slid into his wife's DMs after she was talking about you know banging sheep girls in the office, you know, at a local water cooler. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like it's much ado about nothing. But yeah, he he is clearly putting his insecurities on display here. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's one of those though. things. Oh, there's so much more. I'm glad. There's more? Yeah, have you guys been like scroll and take a look at the comments? Yes, dude. There is. He's commenting all over the place. Oh my god, to everyone. And this is not about the porn game with the male coworker or whatever. This is about a double standard of her actually being more of the restrictive, controlling one on his interaction with other people. There's a whole story about a a friend. Hold on, which? Let me see what second. There's so many comments. Okay. Uh, he says, a female friend unexpectedly touched my forearm, forearm once, who I don't like to be touched unless by my wife. My wife destroyed me for that. My wife. Yeah. For a friend who just glanced my forearm, she lost it and went off on me for an hour. Hmm. And then, hmm. And then, let's see, my wife, uh, my wife may have thought that, and I will grant it, she would get a little ruffled when said friend came up in conversation. So there's like a history now. There was a concept that she was too friendly and too touchy, but she's just like that with everyone. Later, I found out that, yes, my wife was very concerned because we worked and traveled close together for a period, but unholy unfounded on my part. No interest in former friend or other than friend, and so that's a non-starter. Now, at my wife's request, I discontinued contact with said friend without a question the moment my, my wife asked. Before all this, my wife and coworker both started working at this company around the same time. I won't forget his name because his name became a regular mention at least once a day since they've met. Oh, this is talking about the coworker she's making the game with. He's a talented artist, such a cute daughter. Recently, he's a single dad. Yeah, basically, she wouldn't shut the fuck up about this dude. And it was a major factor in deciding how I responded to the news that they were developing a porn video game together. It's tough. I've said in the other comments, I don't think anything actually happened and likely would not have. That's less my actual concern. My concern is that my wife still thinks I'm being an asshole because I feel it was way wrong, yet she is convinced there is no harm and no foul in crossing well-established boundaries in a relationship. We have both previously been cheated on. She from a marriage. Going into ours, we had a clear discussions and I thought boundaries we agreed on. It's the gaslighting those boundaries were not actually crossed. Do you think she's gaslighting? Boundary disputes. Yeah, she's no. He, she's trying to say uh, that there's nothing going on, even though like he feels like this is a step too far. Even though for you know what could be conceived as even less of a boundary crossing, as in a forearm being glanced. Oof. Uh, she there, here's another, destroyed here, him. Yeah. Here's another comment. Uh, this is confirming the what I thought was the case, uh, it, and it's also a reply to uh, someone with. <laughs> I can't read his name because it is just a variation of the N-word. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I just noticed that, right? I was going to read his name, but was, oh, never mind. I can't read that. All right, so it says, Stupid, right? it says, yes, the mental gym required to get through the initial conversation was heavy. It's not porn, quote unquote. Okay, but is there nudity? Yes. Is there sex? Yes. Describe the type of graphics to me. 3D models that look like real characters in a realistic 3D world. What type of gameplay? You pick a character, dress up, and go have fun. You can go to parties, events. She basically described it as GTA Online, but photo real and the focus was on sex and no storyline. And I said, it's not porn. Like, like, sarcastically. And it says, Mm -hmm. I keep trying to re-describe the game the, the way I finally got it out of her. Basically, it's The Sims, but photo... Yeah, yeah, he keeps describing 
and then he's he just goes on and on and on about that but it is exactly how i figured it probably was she probably brought this up offhand and then he grilled her about it yeah well my thing is is that like okay all right that's all fine and well but at the same time like and it, and it clearly like like philip was saying they've both been cheated on in their previous relationships before so they're both bringing in insecurities into this marriage but they have established boundaries my question is is that if the other person that she was talking to in the workplace was a woman, would he be having these same issues? No, and if the I don't answer think so. is any, well, you don't think so. No. You don't think that he wouldn't have a problem if she was talking to a female coworker about no, the porn you game. Probably think it was hot. Oh my god, that's no, what I I'm saying. That's how that's the kind of trad paying, husband this guy is. Wait, traditional husband? You're calling you're calling him traditional? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I learned that from last episode. I'm gonna drop a huge bomb right here. The oh, jb has got a bomb does not work in game dev no, has no background in game dev so she's just casually just shooting at the hit she's just like, talking with a, a random co-worker game. and he's like hey you want to make this porn game with me huh and she's mm. never made a game ah <laughs> uh, now it, you're 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 tipping the scales jb that seems kind of there's, problematic that's a, there's a little bit there. also I, her the double standard that we mentioned earlier too about her uh issues with him his interactions with other females in their in their shared space. I don't know. That's a tough one to unravel. I am willing. Here's what I'll say is that it, it, and we don't have to bang the gavel yet, but I'm almost teetering onto the verge of saying like, we're dealing with a dual asshole situation here. Dual assholes. Everyone every, sucks every, here. Every, everyone sucks. I feel like even the coworker, uh, the coworker Especially is, he caught co-worker. a stray. The coworker <laughs> caught a stray for sure. The coworker stumbled into the situation and didn't know what he was unpacking, but I feel like there's a hundred percent issues. And I mean, OP even before. said himself that there are mental health issues at play here. This definitely seems just like a boundary dispute, not a boundary. What was it? Yeah. Boundaries, personal boundaries, like where are they at? Like, apparently there's a miscommunication and I don't know. It seems very aggressive and I don't want to go full scorched earth. You guys should break up just yet because I don't know. It's like, there's something there's there's jealousy at play on both sides here and it it definitely seems like because like we're talking she doesn't work in game dev i already brought up the 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 idea that maybe they were just fucking talking about something now is it it just means that is it okay to talk about porn essentially what it boils down to to other people well first of all never in the workplace i mean depending on your your office he has another reply here, I'll, I'll read it verbatim because I think it adds a light to it. A, a lot of replies. So apparently it does matter that it, she was talking to a man about it. And it's not even like talking about sex or porn is the problem. Because he, and I quote right here, like three years prior to this, she was at was a small meeting with all women. One of the attendees made a comment about female masturbation and a light convo in the group ensued. It wasn't a serious talk and about nothing specific. Someone mentioned they found some toys they like and they were sharing info is all. She was flushed even describing this to me. Of course, I bought her the toy and we use it all the time. Now she loves it. Okay, so probably kept that last part out. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't that. Yeah. <laughs> but so like she's able to have these conversations and he he's with it because I don't know, talking to females or whatever. I think it's the male problem. He's worried about her cheating. I mean, they brought up cheating before. Has been cheated on, yeah. The husband's the asshole because he's worried about her cheating. But it's also yep. double standard because she's worried about him cheating. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like I honestly so worried on a that genuine, just a touch on the arm is, is on a is genuine to... level. They need to sit down. They need to pull out their insurance card. Go to their insurance carrier's website. Find a therapist that deals with couples counseling, <laughs> and together sit down at couples counseling to resolve this. Because again, kind of like what Nave is saying is that this is a hundred percent a boundary issue. They're either both of them are at the same time uh, having like asymmetric understandings of like where their boundaries are in their personal relationship. And like, he's also, he's bringing his past trauma and his past issues from being cheated on another relationship. sounds like she's doing the same thing. So Mm -hmm. they both have inner work to do um, to go on here. Um, But I'm also willing to call them both assholes for not conducting themselves in a professional way in the workplace or him, obviously, you know, I don't know. I do want to talk about a, a small contradiction. Three years ago, they're talk- they're, the group at work is talking about female masturbation, but you can't talk about porn games, and that's an HR issue? Like, what, right. what is going on here? Oh also, I, I think there is a little bit of an interesting dynamic there where he has had an experience where she has talked about sex at work and has come back like with the idea in her head and wanted to move forward with something that she heard about at work. Um, yeah. So when this guy comes with a porn game, like he might not be thinking about this logically, but subconsciously he's like, oh, it's just now he's your toy kind of situation where you're going to think about co- this guy. Oh, that that's is the point. coworker approaching her to yeah. develop the porn game with him? Yeah. So here, not, here's another uh, another thing that he said was um, my wife is not a game developer and has absolutely nothing to do with the game. They both are with games. She doesn't even play games, but they work. They both work in a completely unrelated field. She's never showed any interest in computer games or developing games. He approached her and showed her the artwork for the game. Um, so he approached her with... No, this is, that's too far. You can't do that work. Especially to a married person. Like, just in general, you just don't do that. Pause. I, for, for my client. Well, I don't know which one is my client. This but so, uh, this sounds like... You know what this sounds like? This sounds like when he was like, oh, he ta- he came to me about it. This sounds like defensive posturing where uh, like she could clearly be. can tell she's in trouble and she's like, no, 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 I didn't have nothing to do with it. He came to me about it. But you don't just go to someone and be like, hey, look at this porn I drew. You know, like, that is a conversation that has happened before, like already either I mean, in a separate I'm location sure or there. I'm sure people have done that though, Nave. I'm sure people have like brought like their laptop and they also be like, hey, check out this link <laughs> right here, baby. <laughs> yeah, do you like that? You know, so it's like I... I, obviously, if it is truly the coworker approaching her like that, I mean, clearly the asshole has been discovered, and it's n- neither the husband nor the wife, and it's the coworker. But if it's the opposite, and she mm-hmm. was starting to engage in this conversation with him about developing this game, yeah. then then of course, like obviously, she has some ownership to to take account for, and then not just write off. Like you know, as a partner, you have to validate your partner's feelings, right? And so, mm-hmm. if her husband is coming forward and saying, "Hey, like I don't know that you talking to my the, your coworker about sex kind of it, it's making me feel uncomfortable in this Wait, scenario," yep. then right, like but, she's got to be like, "Oh gosh, okay." But pause. Three years ago, she already talked about sex to coworkers, but when they were female, it was okay. When it's That's a guy, suddenly earlier. it's a big deal. So it's like yes. she already he brings up in the one that he was uh, in the one that JB was just talking about. He says that he's not he will not tolerate uh, looking at some. I'm going to paraphrase now because it's a fucking paragraph. But it's like I uh, I will not tolerate looking at porn that a coworker has drawn in my married relationship. Not the act itself or the lie about it either. The lie is bad, but. If you don't want her looking at porn that he that someone she knew drew, why is it okay for a group of women to talk about their masturbation habits? I think it is 100% okay. Wait, but before we get to that, where's the lie? Who's lying? 
She's is she lying about something? I get well. So he's saying she's lying about be, seeing porn that this person has drawn because he's coming to the same conclusion as me that you, this guy probably didn't just approach her randomly. Oh, he's yeah. like, look at the porn I drew. Yeah, it that seems probably... very unrealistic. Yeah. And it sounds and, like unless this... he's a complete weirdo, right. <laughs> he could be. It sounds like this is just a this is just a, a, a an environment where sex is okay to talk about, and the guy's not okay. I with bet it. you it's a call center. I bet you this gives me big call center vibe because I've never worked in one personally. It could be the IRS. <laughs> I mean, I've They're picked up. <laughs> no, they talk about they talk about it. Where is it? For control Q2. Fing. Yeah, control <laughs> Fing for Ferrari because that that was mentioned. The F is for fuck. Okay. Oh, uh, car sales. That makes sense. Sales. <laughs> no. No. Uh, he says, short of you just trusting, I know my life and I know my wife. This was completely out of character for her. I could go into detail, but trust there has been no shortage of communications, both good and bad in our relationship on all topics of sex included and not just certain stuff like adult video games. You get that pit in your stomach feeling for a reason, or at least I do. My wife works in an industry with literal billionaires. If she were to bounce on me, I would have taken it would be in a Ferrari by now. So apparently she works with some okay but not when a little nerdy jerk computer art dude trying Whoa. to get in my wife's panties by subterfuge okay Ooh. this guy he's getting some full this guy seems a little skinny yeah he plays arc that is a red flag oh did he say that no is that what he says is that what you said okay no it goes on to say but little nerdy jerk may secretly be her type smiley face emoji i care less about that more about her minimalization of my feelings related to this and a loss of respect for my well-established boundary of don't talk sex with male co-workers. Is that not yeah, a flippant so norm? A I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Well, <laughs> no. One very important thing I just want to real quick throw in there. It's he says, oh, this person's secretly her type, and oh, this is totally unlike her. Well, no, because people t- act differently around other people. Like, mm-hmm. you, the way that you act around your... The way that Philip acts around Jenna, I go, oh, God! The way he talks to his family sometimes, I can't <laughs> listen to it. I'm like, Because he got he got a voice, he got everything the way he talks to his family. But I don't blame him for it, because that's just how it is. You should hear me talk to girls I'm interested in. I talk completely different. And so it's like, everyone does that. Like, you don't treat your sp- your spouse the same it's way true. that you treat random people. And it's even the same with coworkers and friends, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of these different groups get a different personality out of all of us. Like, the it's like changing masks, essentially. And it's not subterfuge, this fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, it's like... You don't you don't expect your girlfriend to act the exact same way with other people than they do with you because clearly there are boundaries and different social situations and he's over here struggling with that idea. Okay, so but like and when when we look into like all of the posts and what he's written here, are we gonna take like the original poster, the the husband in this scenario as being a reliable narrator, or do we see like I don't know how often in the Emily asshole posts like where the posters are trying to like change the story in order to make them look in a better light. You know what I mean? So I'm curious as to see if like how much of that is going on here. It seems like he's very emotional, right? And and mm-hmm. it's even yeah, he says there's mental health issues at play here. And I I read a lot of his outbursts as just that, right? It's it's outbursts because he he feels you know he's feeling this um, these emotions. He doesn't know how to communicate them effectively, and he's he's taking it out on on his wife and on Reddit, I guess. You know, he's he's letting it out there, and it doesn't it doesn't do 
much for his side of the story, but at the same time, I can chew the fish and spit the bones. You know, I can I can take the core thing of what he's trying to say and I can get rid of the way he's saying it. And also, as we know, this was clear. I hate women. So we got that out. (laughs) Well established. (laughs) It's well established. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he did anything, though. Like what what exactly? I haven't seen a single thing that he actually did. Uh, He's just he's mad at her. Well, he fought with her. This is a, well, definitely he's, an argument. Well, his th- well, yeah, I mean, he's fighting with her, and he's mad at her because of the way that she's conducted herself. Yeah. And I think that, obviously, I mean, that's that's the action in and of itself. And he also sure. clearly is an asshole for, like, creating this gender, like, binary. Like, it shouldn't be, like, it's okay when you talk about it with women, but when you talk about it with men, it's a big no-no red flag. Like, obviously, there is some, like, you know, implied misogyny or internalized misogyny that's there as well as insecurities yeah nave um so like you gotta you gotta account for that but i don't think that necessarily i mean i want i want to give him the benefit of the doubt to look at it on a case-by-case scenario and from what he's describing the scenario between her and the office co-worker seems like it has a lot of problematic aspects considering like he has very negative views of this dude already with other posts that he's making about this nerdy jerk office he hates really and it definitely i bet you if it was a different guy this might not have been an issue if it was like a random adjacent that he might have not heard of before because if you've heard yeah, of this guy like the janitor knows or something while he's yeah, cleaning the bathroom like, he shows you his his porn you know it's just right. it just happens <laughs> yeah dude that's my relationship with my janitor <laughs> There is this sort of like uh, thing because he was talking about the billionaire she works with and he was like, yeah, she could have left and been with one of these billionaires, whatever, but she chose this nerdy little and it's almost like, well, they're better than me. So, yeah, if she wanted to leave me, it's fine. Yeah. But, but and he clearly doesn't understand me. video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. There's not. There's not. <laughs> 3D right, hyper yeah, <laughs> You're like picking all the best team tags to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. One last all round right. table. Nave. Oh man, therapy is my decision. <laughs> therapy for everyone. JB, I've been married for ten years. Uh, therapy, communication—they uh, suck at both. I'm going to say everyone sucks here. Mm-hmm. Nick, yeah, uh, definitely agree with JB. Uh, there's the everyone. Everyone sucks. There are everyone's an asshole in this scenario. But yeah, communication and uh, and therapy is in order. Call in for mm-hmm. both of them to go do that and then talk to each other, not online. Don't fucking take Reddit's advice. Go and talk to each other and <laughs> Ever. talk to a therapist. Ever. Never take Reddit's advice. <laughs> well, I mean, what did Reddit say about these guys? Like, did, did they have a stance? I don't know. I don't know. No what assholes the here is Reddit. No assholes here. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, that assessment. I don't know. I'd say everyone sucks here except for the coworker because he's just living his life. He's, he's living just, his best life. Like you said, he, I think he called a stray. Whenever he yeah. was trying to show off his porn that he drew or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it at work, bud. Don't do it with Don't coworkers. do it at work and maybe consider about like whether or not the person you're showing to is involved in a committed relationship. Yeah, he know. needs to I'll, I'll, I'll go against bit. the grain. I'll go no assholes here. Okay. I, I think therapy means no assholes here. Because they all are clearly – it just there's no indication that he's being particularly cruel to her or she's being particularly cruel to him. It just seems mm-hmm. like they, it, is a, it is a total – like communication breakdown and neither of them are able to even like understand each other at this point they're talking past each other they just need to figure they need to get a third party in here which i guess is reddit at this point um and just to just figure something out with their relationship because it's it's that's the thing it's like you gotta have the conversation what is the boundary that we're allowed to have with our friends like in what degree of like uh, like where's the what is it the no con what is it between north korea and south korea 
the DMZ? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the DMZ of talking porn to other people? Because it seems like she <laughs> quite often talks about sexual things in her workplace. And this is what this at is going to become twice. is that I'm something so... she's not comfortable talking to him about at some point. Like she's just going to stop bringing fucking work up. And... Well, if he's going to react like this, then yeah, I would yeah. talk to him. I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to what industry she's working in that like sex is this frequent of like a topic mm-hmm. that's brought up in the workplace. And she works with the billionaires. Like, what is this? A, a, a real estate company? <laughs> like, what's going on here? We don't get any ages, but I am imagine one of them. The wife was married for a long time, and the, when they talk about cheating years. and stuff. Okay, so these guys are older. What I'm saying is, the older you get, the hornier you get. I swear to God. And so, like, especially when you're around other fucking old people, that's why every time you look at the swingers, it's always fucking fifty year olds. You know what I mean? It's always a fifty year old couple that are in the swingers parties. And so, there's something about like being older that just turns you into a horn dog when you're around other people that you're forced to be around. You know what I mean? Something that everyone relates to. All right, and with that, let's take a quick break, and then we can hit the meat. The music plays. Nick turned his camera off. Does he have? Does he? Is his toilet in his <laughs> oh, bedroom? No. Oh no, it's back on. He's got a bottle. Is that a, a Gatorade bottle? Oh my god! Oh my god, god Nick, stop! <laughs> Nick, quit! <laughs> this is a crossing your boundaries with us. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know Nick worked for Amazon. It's crazy. What do you think crazy. about our office? Is it as good as GameCorp? Oh yeah, better. The gaming together office. I All like right. Did you set, enjoy right? the Did you enjoy the little charcuterie tray we left out for you? Yeah, it was wonderful. I, I will say on my writer, I did say blue M and M's, and we got know, it. So late. maybe next time. Maybe next time. And we're back. Pal World, developed by Pocket Pair Inc., famous for their creation of uh, was like Creotopia or something. Craftopia. Craftopia. That was it. Mm-hmm. Which Come is also on, on Game Pass. That is not that hard to read. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Power World, English released January art. 2024, early access. Fight, farm, and build and work alongside mysterious creatures called PALs in this new, <gasps> completely new multiplayer open world survival crafting game, $29.99. I really fumbled that Steam store. Completely new. Yeah. Completely new. Yep. So, hours played. I put in about 10 hours. Navy put in about 35. JB, around 6. And Nick, 26 hours. I feel like I did not put my work in, but this week has been busy. Real paradigm shift on this game for some reason, where Nave is the one playing the fucking game. Okay, okay, preconceptions. <laughs> I have an initial, like, abrasion with this game. Like, I'll just go right into okay. it. You guys, everyone's all the marketing is like, it's Pokemon Gun, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, I don't want to hear about Pokemons <laughs> and guns. And I get in the game, and I'm like, oh, it's just a crafting game where you have pokemon-like followers but there's no gameplay mechanics like pokemon except rpg elements and throwing a ball like that's (laughs) it like that's where the connection to pokemon ends as long as we're not talking about like art design because there's some very similar (laughs) design creatures but we'll get to that later but this is not a this is not a pokemon game at all like so every time i hear people describe it as pokemon with guns i bristle a little bit but it's also the um the contrarian uh cringy white nerd in me or whatever <laughs> like what what did he describe the the guy in the last name of the asshole computer nerd like that's just me being like that's not even what this game is this game is closer to like i want to say like an arc or something like that mm-hmm. like it is there's so many other titles you could link to this game pokemon is not the one i would go with yeah and they've linked the, the video yeah. Of... yeah nick is nick showed me this video so nick yeah. knows what the video is already 
But go ahead and edit in there. It sucks because I don't know how I'm going to edit the audio in because a lot of the comedy comes from looking at it. Okay, so help me understand. How do I not have a case? That's literally a black Lucario. That's not a black Lucario. That's Anubis. Anubis? In Power World, they call him Anubis, yes. What? They stand in the exact same, though. What? They can't stand the... Come on, his legs are closer. They can what? Stand the same a little closer? Are you, you don't have a case. That's Lucario. No, he's black. <laughs> that's a, that's Anubis. <laughs> Is that not even? That's a uh, Krimis. Krimis. <laughs> that's Krimis. <laughs> How much time have you spent on this game? <laughs> and I looked at, I put the gameplays of Power World and Pokemon next to each other and realized it was perpendicular. Man, this nigga bullshit, bro. Get out of my house, my dude. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can go right into the artwork if you guys want to talk about it, unless you had like some preconceptions you wanted to lead in with let's all swing with our um, with our preconceptions go nick yeah okay yeah I, I i'm gonna do my best to try and try and not hug up space or, or time on the air but yeah i didn't know anything i i have heard of craftopia i don't know if it was on game pass i didn't know anything about what this company has done before power world this is the first time pocket air inc has really crossed my desk in terms of like digging into what they have and i'm and i'm glad that nave uh linked that specific um link uh that the twitter poster put in terms of going back into talking about the over dungeon and craftopia and the art imposter because it is actually interesting looking at the lineage of games that they've come out with leading into power world because i think power world is largely informed by it um i thought that this was gonna be like a literally like a like a genshin impact clone game where it was gonna be because i saw it at i can't remember which showcase it was it might have been a sony or an xbox showcase but it was displayed there and it was funny because it had the little like sheep that were stressing out as they yeah. were trying to build the thing oh, this is gonna shit. be a meme game yeah literally like it's i just meme. thought that this was a meme game at first and it was gonna like come out and be on the phone and people were it is gonna be absolute garbage um and i think that like i was like my expectations and understanding of the game was completely subverted when i started playing the game um, so I definitely had I had no idea what this developer was doing before and I had no idea like what this game was going to be but the end result of this game was largely largely different from um, or where I landed with the game was largely different from what I went into it thinking JB you got any preconceptions of this um, yeah I, I, I think it, it sort of mirrors I mean I, I heard the whole Pokemon with guns thing and I was like haha that's funny um, but then I actually looked at it and I was like, yeah, this is a survival crafting game. So completely different than, than what I thought it would be. And, and also one of the things, you know, when we talk about developers and I know we're probably going to get to the Twitter drama a little bit later, but, um, a lot of people were, were shitting on the, the developers of this game. And one mm-hmm. of the things I, I have come to learn playing games over the past three decades is that, uh, good developers can make bad games and bad developers can make good games. And you, you can't usually use who the developer developer is as a sign of, if you'll like the game itself. Um, right. And you know, every fandom they'll be like, you know, from soft, these are their good games. These are their bad games. And then you'll have an, an entirely other camp who has the exact reverse take. So um, that's one of the things I, I, I thought about. I was like, I'll, I'll try anything once. And the fact that it was on game pass, I was like, yeah, let me try it. And I am waiting for the guys to jump back into this. I want to play it more. Um, it's, it's a fun, it's so fun. It's a hoot. I love it. Yeah. 
Agreed. As for me, uh, whenever I saw that w- someone referenced the trailer when it got announced like two years ago, um, for months after I saw that trailer, before I went to bed, I would lay in bed thinking about the image of those sheep making those AK-47s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like stuck I just, in my brain that was implanted, yeah. <laughs> just an incredible visual, and it sold me immediately. And then I just forgot about it forever, as, uh-huh, most, yeah. as did everyone else. And when this game dropped, it became this this typhoon like i got sucked into right away and as everyone knows i'm running the twitter i'm i am perpetually online and that, i'm that twitter is my escape from being a monotonous mailman like that that life i'm trying to like get out of myself when i'm on twitter and everybody was talking about it so that's why we ended up doing this game to strike when the iron was hot and i don't know if this game is going to keep going or not we can talk about that later but like I definitely am glad that it is in the zeitgeist because it is such a weird, like Frankenstein of so many different things. Oh, yeah. And I just love to experience that from like an analytical standpoint, like just trying to understand how things are like uh, going together. So that was where my head was at when I first started playing. All right. So this game is interesting in that it like we almost have two different major topics to cross over. One would be the actual game itself and the gameplay it presents. Another thing is the huge amass of politics and emotions that are now stirred up around the game. Not yeah, even like, 100%. so I think we can probably, let's try sticking with the, the big zeitgeist issue right now first, and then we can get into gameplay later because I don't think the game like play chat will be that deep. So well, I have say a that. lot of, I have a lot of thoughts about the oh. gameplay in this game. Phil. Whoa! Right, yeah. It's the 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 person that's ten hours <laughs> is has a different ex- perspective from the thirty six oh and twenty six guys. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about politics first. So this game okay. features very similar character models to Pokemon, and apparently uses AI art in some of its designs. Allegedly, allegedly, unproven. Yeah, speculation. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Some guy just said, okay. hey, this guy wrote a tweet that said he likes AI, so they must have used AI in this game. There's actually no evidence why of any they? AI. Yeah. Why well, I mean, every game they, but... to some degree uses AI. Exactly. Every game. Because, Which like, is... no one... there is You don't pay an artist to make every individual tree. Yeah, the like, tree like, what are you the talking about? always comes up. Like, tree generation, yeah. foliage placement is a huge thing in the unreal engine Dude, like that's fucking, one of the major features that they push it's like look at these rocks that you can just spawn and it will procedurally yeah. put them in good places so it's not fucking ridiculous you looking fucking right. oblivion back in 2006 used ai to fucking mm-hmm. generate most mm-hmm. of the fucking terrain and you can tell when you play because it it's 2006 procedural generation but it's like who these fucking dum-dums are like they that they, they they're trashing the fucking game over something they completely don't understand at all. It's the same people that saw the fucking Grand Theft Auto Six like four three or four years ago get leaked, and we're like, wow, Grand Theft Auto Six looks like shit, and it is clearly an alpha build of the game. Like, and what those the are fuck the are same you talking people, about? Those are the same people who saw the alpha build of Wolverine get leaked yeah. and was like, wow, Wolverine's gonna be fucking garbage. Insomniac <laughs> bottom tier developer, PlayStation down. Fucking um, idiots. <laughs> the thing the thing about this though is that I feel like for Power World more than most games because as we all know the internet fucking loves to get mad if you give any opportunity for people on reddit or twitter or wherever the fuck brain dead space you're going to be posting something they love to get mad and i think power world was just cannon fodder for that um but like i genuinely genuinely believe that the people who are talking about uh like you know or pocket air you know doing copyright infringement against game freak and about how like it's just a copy game it's just a meme game they legitimately more so than even other games have never played this game (laughs) 
they have never booted this game up and actually tried it. I literally think that they looked at the YouTube videos or maybe they saw a couple of pieces of gameplay footage or they saw the Twitter comparisons of the different characters uh, in between the Pokemon comparison and the Pal World model and was like, ah, oh, this is garbage, you know, AI meme game. And it's, and obviously the pocket air doesn't really help themselves because they did make a game called like AI art imposter where mm-hmm. they were leveraging, like, you know, using you know, the, the gameplay was determining which was real art and what was the AI art that was generated. So it's like, you know, there's this funny. weird, yeah, it sounds funny. And it was literally just a meme game that they made up on the moment because of the rise of AI. And it was just uh, one of those things that, but I think that this is a perfect example similar to cyberpunk a game that we started we talked about earlier in the in the episode is that like the people who are most mad about this have probably the least amount of time in this game and that's that's upsetting to me that's charitable yeah, I, mean, that's, I, that's I would say I would say no time. Yeah, yeah. zero yeah. amount of yeah. time. Right. If you played the game, you know how it is. This is really important. I'm sorry to undercut everything you just said, but please, God, look at the fucking link I just sent. All right, it's a video of a guy flying on a dragon towards what looks like two towers. He jumps off the dragon and fires a rocket into the towers. <laughs> so it's what a you, recreation of 9/11 in Pal World. <laughs> Amazing. And nine, that is our arbitrary, that is our, uh, 11 reference. Yeah. Our nine 11 reference for the episode. Do you guys have nine 11 references in every episode? Probably. Unfortunately, <laughs> it comes up a lot. <laughs> okay. It comes up a lot. Great. Uh, that's the, the AI cron- controversy. What's the other big one? Is that them people thinking that they're copyright infringing? It's Nintendo? copyright yeah. infringement. Yeah. And I posted a link here in the doc. That's a link to a TikTok. I don't know if you guys want to just take a quick look here. Um, yeah. I looked at we, all the things you linked. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, those top two ones are from from Nave, I think. But that bottom one is me. And this is I, apparently Ben Hansen got uh, their community manager manager over at Minmax is an IP lawyer, um, and she was able to be on the show where she was on camera breaking down like what it actually means to do copyright infringement or how the court determines copyright infringement. And so she's saying for the listeners, there's a four factor legal test. Um, and she's kind of going into the, and the first one is that the judge is looking at the purpose and character of use of the IP. Um, for example, is power world giving new meaning to a lion or a sheep Pokemon? Uh, what does or that what even they mean, do in that game? As far as it means, so like they're giving new meaning, like, are they iterating enough or is that Pokemon doing it? Or is that Pokemon or pal doing exactly what that Pokemon or pal is doing in the original usage of that ip so it's like is the volpix in power world using flamethrower and if the answer is yes or no that might change the context or it's also they look at an aggregate base how many yeses or nos to those types of questions on a case-by-case basis is there a meaning and like lawyers will probably spend weeks going down a spreadsheet being like these are the comparisons these are the correlations between that um but the second one i think like one of the most interesting one that's like the most ambiguous test is the nature of the cop well no no no. it's the third one yeah yeah no the nature of the copyrighted work which is interesting i'm not 100 percent sure how they're interpreting it where it's like a uh like well it's like assuming to suggest is it a video game like is it a video game is it a book is a movie like what is the nature of that work how is it displayed and then they're saying the third portion is the amount of copyright is taken and i think that's probably the most arguable one is like how much of it was because i think the uh, the pocket air people could be like none of these pokemon look enough like the like none of the pals look enough like pokemon 
for you to truly say that IP has been taken. And I think oh, that's yeah. where uh, the there's starting is, to be nuance. They're uh, so close. Like with the, if you take a, a person that I don't know, has only like a, a sparse mm-hmm. knowledge of Pokemon and you're like, yeah. Hey, look at these point at the Pokemon and point at, I don't know, like Pokemon are not Pokemon. Like if they showed them to him, odds are a lot of times right. they're going to be like, that just looks like a 3d Pokemon or something. It looks like, like a Pikachu that looks they like they all a look like Pokemon exactly. that could exist. The problem is, is that when you talk about IP, similar to music, it has to be exact. Like, they're literally looking to see, did these creators copy and paste it? And if they did, that's what's considered, a, like, an acquisition of a portion of that IP. And as that's what they look like in, like, the music industry, which is, like, another controversial argument is, like, you know, there are so many songs that are, like, popular pop songs that use the same four chords in similar, like, cadences and melodies um, and that's and that's what they use the same test that they use yeah. to determine was copyright taken from one song to another. It's mm-hmm. the same idea here, but the problem is, is that every single pal in this game, I would say that a lot of them are very different from actual Pokemon. Yeah. There are some that are way closer than others, though. Yeah. Um, and this is I, an idea. The idea is that, like, oh, it's the style. All right, you're looking at these things, and they yeah. the style and the style in which Power World's creatures look. It is clearly in reference to Pokemon. Yeah. That's it's what derivative. they're, they're supposed. It to look like purely derivative yeah but this is the thing like uh, for one i just i can't have any respect for these fucking people on twitter going on a jihad over this fucking billion dollar corporation like i i don't i just don't respect you what the fuck are you guys doing spending all of your time making these documents it's the same feeling i have to the people who make highlight reels for fucking game pass i'm like and they (laughs) are getting paid i'm like what are you doing this is what you do with your fucking time you make these fucking pictures so that's the first thing so i'm going at this in an incredibly biased point of view but the this is the thing that i this is always what i tell people online i'm like chris chan sells sonichu merch that is clearly <laughs> a million percent sonic the hedgehog and pikachu combined all right now you look at that and you're like that is clearly what that is y- even if you don't know what sonic is you're like that is clearly pikachu mixed with something right right but right. Nintendo hasn't fucking stomped him into the dirt. And it is because it is not exactly Pikachu. It is not exactly Sonic. And that is exactly what's going on here. You can mm-hmm. make a thing and be like, dude, that is Lucario's body with a with a fucking Raichu's color. And then he looks like an Egyptian. And I'm like, that's cool. They, they're allowed to do that. You can make your character have Goku's eyes in an anime like video game. And be like, dude, this is just Goku's face on One Piece's body. I don't know any character for One Piece. But it's like, you're allowed to do that. Like, unfortunately, also, that's just what you're allowed to do. And I, what, the, the final thing is that if, 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 if Pokemon Company had a case, they would have already done something oh, two years before ago, it launched, whenever it was launched. announced. Because mm-hmm. all of the Pokemon that are there in, I mean, the Pals, all the Pals, they're Pokemon, I'm just going to say Pokemon for now on. All the Pokemon in Pal World that were shown in the thing, they're the exact same as they are now. And all of these comparisons that are being made, a lot of them are being made to those ones. Have you seen the giant tweet thread of every single pal? Be like, this is what they made. They took this from this and this from this and this from this. First of all, how much fucking free time do you have on your hands? Yeah. And second of all, there are so many fucking games that do this. Like, there are mm-hmm. so many fucking games that do this. Why well, do you think it, that suddenly it, that you have a case? That's the thing, too, is that, like, people are discounting that, like, all art, like, Pokemon doesn't own the idea of pocket monsters. They don't own the idea of little monster friends that are going to help you in a fantasy world. Pokemon themselves is a derivative of other, like, actual anime or manga or video game characters that they derived into their own game and made their own thing. So Pokemon, at its core, is incredibly derivative from other creators in Japan 
at that time in the 90s. So for them to like, say that Power World Dragon can't Quest. be yeah, derivative. Dragon Quest, this, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dragon <laughs> Quest or, yeah, there are other, like, you know, Tamagotchi characters as well. Like, they're, like, the argument here is, like, being derivative is bad. And I think yeah. there's a secondary yeah. piece of that argument, which is being, like, you shouldn't use AI to be derivative. Well, it's like, well, you clearly don't fucking like games then. Because if that's the if that's the truth and that's where you stand, that's literally all of video games. And that's all of media, it's too. All it's all of everything. Mm-hmm. Our podcast is the Pow World of Podcasts. Everything <laughs> we have is stolen from other podcasts. Every segment yeah. we have. Yeah. But I also think that the really interesting question, or the really interesting idea that comes into my mind is that the fourth step of the assessment on copyright infringement, which is the effect on the market. Like, how much money has Nintendo lost to Pal World? And that's something that I keep seeing come up online, is where people are comparing Pokemon towards Pal World. Pokemon, at its core, is hindered. Game Freak is hindered by Nintendo's online ecosystem and their infrastructure that they set up through the like the Switch already, right? Uh, Power World is obviously not that same issue. Their multiplayer, kind of garbage. The build, it's kind of garbage. It quits all the time, but they have a relatively decent multiplayer platform and they're on Steam and they're on Xbox now. And Xbox has like the best, argu- like not even arguably, hands down the best multiplayer infrastructure in gaming today and so people are it's really easy for them to play together and do all all this stuff so there's comparisons on like how much money nintendo is losing on in terms of like you know using having their copyright being infringed upon except the copyright in my view not that i'm an attorney or anything from my assessment doesn't really there doesn't seem to be any smoking gun here and you have to have that smoking gun to determine if wrongdoing has occurred this episode's going to be as long as the Elden Ring episode, by the way, Phil. Oh, God. How long was that? How long was <laughs> like that one? Was, that, was, it, was it three, three hours? hours? I love three-hour podcasts. You know what I mean? This is okay. Well, so uh, the the primary thing I have is, like, what is the motivation of, like, the people who are defending this thing? Like, defending power and defending the game. That's always what I'm looking through the lens of. And usually the motivation is just anger at, like, it's the defense. It's the leave the billion-dollar company alone. That's yeah. usually the people <laughs> yeah, who are, leave you know what I'm alone. talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's, yeah, it's the fat guy with the samurai sword being like, let me defend yeah. this million-dollar company. The <laughs> and thing it's is, fine is that, like, if you don't is... like it, but, I mean, it's, you gotta understand that there, there are people like me that are just going to be making fun of you and it's yeah. just it looks really strange and y- you can love pokemon and not like power i think that's totally fine and you right. can see this you can come from an artist's point of view and be like this is gross the, how much they are taking from this and i do agree it is a little gross but <laughs> i can't shoot pikachu with a musket and yeah, I can do yeah, that yeah. in this game. So it is yeah. like there's just a completely different experience that we're here that we're having with these two separate IPs. Or and you can't have an entire base of Chi- Pikachu's be your slaves to go mine or <laughs> so you can make more guns, you know? Dude, did like, you, you see the picture? That. You can there there's this thing where there's the penguin Pokemon, like a a, a, a doll of that. It's like a mm-hmm. a punching bag. You're supposed to like exercise using it. It's tied up on a post. But there's a sign in front of it that says you are replaceable and it's like in the middle of the camp and i was just like oh my god the people playing this game are crazy like, Dude, they put out some wild stuff and it's like it's even like kind of inflammatory because it'll pop up in big red letters like fluffy cat 47 is taking a break or starts slacking off or something like that and you're like slacking off not on my yeah, camp dude. Like, you are letting it. you are letting the entire compound down i just want you to know that you yourself with, with taking these breaks yeah, yeah. 
Well, the interesting thing, too, is that I think a, another reason why this game is really, really easy for people to latch on to, to try and criticize, to try and, like, push down is because they, like, have leaned into the idea of it being, like, a goofy-ass meme game, a.k.a. you can catch humans and have mm-hmm. a base full of yes. humans do what you want to do without being able to leave. And Dude, I have a pin. You have this, like, you can build a thing that is a pin yeah. where you can display your favorite Pokemon yeah, and they don't get hungry or anything. That. I have a fucking human pin. A penitentiary, <laughs> if you will. And I am catching, oh I'm catching bad guys, no. I'm catching villagers, I'm catching everyone, dude. I wasted so <laughs> much resources on catching people to put in my pin. Yeah. There's like 50 people in there. It's it's mm-hmm. amazing. And I just yeah. sit there like Melissa. I played almost all of this game with Melissa. She'll be off. I'll be like, hey, I need iron. She's like, all right, I'll go get it. And she'll go get some ore. And I'm just sitting like watching my pen, just like enjoying it. Like I'm just oh, happy God. with my work. Yeah. Doing nothing. But it's like it's super inflammatory. You can also butcher your pals for resources. Mm-hmm. And if they die, they never come back. Whereas like I think like sometimes they get incapacitated. You throw them in the box. They revive um, yeah. when you're at the base. But like, yeah, so there is like other really, really off colored uh, actions that you can perform in this video game that paint it in kind of like, frankly, a negative light. I personally don't like doing evil shit in video games. <laughs> like, there's enough evil stuff going on in the real world. Like, I usually go in the Mass Effect Paragon route whenever you give me the opportunity, unless the Renegade route is just so fucking funny that you can't help yourself but go down that path too. Um, and so, like, I, I caught a human on accident, and I just felt so bad. I was like, "What do I do now? What, what do I do now? Do I? It's too late. How do I get rid? How do I get rid of? How do I release it into the wild?" Um, but yeah, so it's I, I don't know. There's this other link here. I don't know if you guys really want to kind of dig into it. It's the one. Do you know who the streamer is, Nave? It's the yeah. second link with the what the who is this fucking His name white is guy? Asmongold. Okay, Asmongold. That guy's the yep. best. Is he? No, I don't know. This is the thing. This is the what thing. is his He's deal? very popular. Okay, so he might have autism. Okay, this is what I'm going to oh, go right off okay. the bat. Oh, okay. okay, but so what he this is this little thing right here that you're going to be talking about. Uh, so he basically goes, uh, he, he makes the points that people don't care about the people don't care about the artists in general, and it's almost what I was saying before mm-hmm. is that like I understand mm-hmm. the artist perspective, but this is different. And the people that are going to bat super hard for this, there's a lot of different angles you can come at it. The one I'm most empathetic for is the artist perspective, because it is also where the AI people are coming from. We're like, oh, AI is just stealing everything, and we don't like that. It's the exact same perspective. You look at these Pokemon from Power World, and you're clearly like, they're copying the fucking... This is the style... This is, hey, AI, make me a, a, a duck in the style of Pokemon. It, like, yeah. there's, it is, that's not obviously what they did, but like you 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 feel for those people but at the same time this is what he's saying the customer in general just doesn't care about the artist's perspective um i think he also holds this this purview but he's saying specifically mm-hmm. that the consumer doesn't and you can look at the 9 million mm-hmm. copies of this game sold that go yep uh, apparently the customer doesn't fucking care if the if the artists are clearly stealing something from other artists uh in some to some degree and right. it's that is a so from an artist's perspective, the Asmongold is a fucking idiot. But from someone who is like the, I can see where he's coming from. I understand what he did. Now he has since doubled down on this, and I don't know. I 
I think that you see, it's a, see, it's a complex situation. conversation, and he also contradicts himself in the in the video as well. Just a little bit like a back and forth. You're like, you know, nobody cares. I can't tell the difference. If you can't tell the difference, I can't tell the difference. Then there's no problem. Like that is a dangerous mindset to have because there is copyright infringement, and people are stealing artists' work and running it through AI filters and capitalizing off of that. So there is a real conversation to be had here about the appropriate use of AI, like in business or you know the use of AI. AI and art and how like that's complicated i just wish that like i mean like i think it's way 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 too much to ask for a reasonable like logical discourse on twitter specifically these days like i feel like in the past three or four years or ever since elon musk takeover just has turned into even worse dumpster fire than it already was but i think like to a degree like the conversation is almost less about power world and it's more about i'm upset because people are using ai in video games and that makes me sad because in my mind that means that human beings are losing out on a job and when you and you interpolate that conversation to people getting laid off like more people have been laid off this year than most of last year and last year was one of the record-breaking like layoffs in video games that's when i think that you start to have a real problem in the conversation of like how our business is using ai and this is another thing like right there is that's kind of a correlation causation thing because i don't we can we can bring this in in the from the perspective of the power world uh ai i mean not ai the art ripoff kind of thing right but i think for the most part that is from overspending during covid and i think that's what most people are saying like Mm -hmm. whenever things happen it's hard to not look at it from the perspective of other things that are going on simultaneously but i i i'm definitely it's not it's not like oh i'm happy people lost their jobs but it is like this was gonna happen like and everyone that was everyone that was like hey the acquisition there's nothing wrong with it like xbox and activision if they want to buy each other then fucking whatever it's companies but everybody but not everybody most people who were in that point in that camp were looking at this going people are going to get fired like that's just gonna happen. Sure. I think yeah, the reason gonna be, there's a lot there's of gonna be duplication in roles for sure. I think that people have largely said though, and just specifically if we're niching down into like the Xbox layoffs, is that the problem was that it wasn't just the people who had duplicate roles; they were laying off the entire workforce, which doesn't truly make sense for a company that has a three billion dollar market cap, as well as like the idea that like the, the Xbox gaming division saw record record breaking revenue over the course of 2023. So it's like that, like I, I responded in my personal Twitter, like the numbers just don't add up for me. Like, of course there's, and of course they have analysts and they're doing everything they can to try and like get people into transferable positions. I know for a fact that is what's going on. Plus probably a lot of these people are getting better severance than most anybody in other parts of the industry. So, you know, my sympathy, I do extend it, but it's like, I know that people will eventually land on their feet. It just sucks to see people get kicked out of an industry that you truly love. But it's more about like the issue of, you know, me seeing companies not being thoughtful about the tools that they're using and the resources that you're utilizing. And I think that's where a lot of people are playing devil advocate with, with Power I, World too. I completely it's understand tough. that. And I am, you know, I'm a software engineer by trade. That's what I do. So like this whole AI conversation is something that, you know, I've I've been seeing go on for for a long time, and and I have my takes are probably not the most popular amongst Perfect. normal people, but they're very popular amongst software engineers. And that okay. is uh, that is if you're afraid of AI taking your job, you're not very good at your job. Um, at least at the moment, at the current moment, uh, people who use AI to do their software engineering on average produce worse code, uh, and it's just wow. because AI okay. is sense. not meant to 
to create something that fits what you say. It's meant to choose the most likely next word or the token. It's called the token. The most likely next token that would come from the previous token. So it has no, it's not thinking. AI doesn't think at all. It's just, it's, you know, the meme is just a bunch of if statements. It's the same thing as like um, AI in video games. You know, you set these sort of confines and you say, hey, if, if you see them go towards them and we know, AI in games is notoriously pretty bad for the most part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think that that's a long way to go about saying, um, you know, of course we feel for people who lose their job. Um, but I, I, I would hesitate to say that there has been very many people who have lost their jobs due to AI. And if, and the people who have lost their jobs because of AI, um, it's their boss's fault really like, cause they don't understand how AI should be used. Um, and if you, if you will run a company and you fire your people, cause you're like, Oh, I'll just get chat GPT to do it. Um, you're going to realize very quick. You don't have the <laughs> skills necessary to take what, take what you want and put it into tech terms that chat GPT yeah. can understand and then take what they give you and realize why it's wrong and fix it. So that's the thing. You got to have the understanding. You got to have the technical know-how. And I really do. It, 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 it is questionable uh, to a degree, why people get so confused about it but it's like if you have like you can have the most high-tech piece of medical equipment but that doesn't mean you're able to use it because you don't know what you don't know what is wrong whenever you're like trying to do something you have to be able to diagnose the issues mm-hmm. as well as di- as well as being able to fix the problem and it's not, i mean that's a really stupid way to put it all but it's that's like kind Leon of how I kennedy using that device at the end of resident evil 4 to suck the plagas oh out of out of how does he know how to life? use it <laughs> how did he figure it out he's leon fucking kennedy of course he just smashed no but it's even worse chair it's even worse because <laughs> then the fucking president's daughter who must be infinitely less qualified to do something like that does it on him, him. Does it so him. Like, <laughs> did they have the fucking shit in like a three-step program they probably like right had there like a, a printout on the thing yeah what to would do do not use yeah i mean if it's military standard it's like, usually they print the instructions on the inside of the panel so it's like you open up the control panel and it's right there dude that shit is in a cave <laughs> in the middle of space that is some, that is an iron man one movie situation where like they hobbled that shit together from yeah. rocks and like somehow made a quantum computer like yeah philip i'm really curious though to kind of circle this back into into power and obviously uh, you know there's still conversations to be had here. We didn't brush on it at all. But something that I am really curious about, because I know, Phil, you do like Pokemon, is that do you think that Power World will have the end result of influencing the Pokemon company and Game Freak into stepping their game up to create a more functional, usable, modern Pokemon? Now, see, that's the big problem is that, like, Nate talked about before, like, you can love this and hate that or whatever. But, like, I love Pokemon, but I hate yeah. Nintendo. Like yeah. that, Dude, that's, yes. that's like my yeah. big stance is that like they put out a Nintendo new Pokemon. Sucks. It's like a brand new Pokemon, new design in Scarlet or whatever. I'm like, I love this weird dog or whatever. Or like, even if we're talking about like the Power World clone of like, hey, they made a rolling sheep. And I'm like, oh, I loved rolling sheep. Uh, Wooloo in Pokemon. <laughs> Electabuzz has a Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love more rolling sheep. Like, I'm glad to see more of that. Is this going to make Nintendo step up their game? Odds are, no. no, I don't think so. I don't even think they're Big paying attention. Nah. Like, I, yeah. I assume someone is looking somewhere, but at this point, Nintendo is able to just, like, crank out a yearly Pokemon whatever and sell a bajillion copies no matter what. So why not just thing. put out, like, the littlest turd they need to sell That's copies? That's the weirdest thing, because, like, I don't know any under other industry, like, ever, anywhere, 
that I'm familiar with where a company is able to produce a product that originally was great and then over the years produce continuously, continuously, continuously more and more substandard products until the products are nearly unusable but still sell record-breaking units, like being the top of MPD charts. Like, I do not understand why Nintendo slash Pokemon slash like these people who are fanboys who are probably the same fanboys who are going on in Nays to Jihad against, you know, Pocket Pair <laughs> and, and the developers in this game. Like, you know, these are the same people who are going back and they're buying both Scarlet and Violet oh, because God. they love it, knowing Dude, that they're the- paying an eldritch horror monster build of what a Pokemon game should be. It's a problem, too, because it's been that way for fucking decades. It's the same people that buy every single Madden, every single FIFA, every yeah. single The Last of Us when it gets remastered. Every and three different things Hold different. on. I want to get my upgrade. <laughs> I want to get my upgrade, Dave. Okay, I want to play granted, No Return. This is the thing. Okay, so people have been asking me about this. I, I don't... I'm, my my stance is loosened a little bit on The Last of Us, but it's so annoying that God of War got a free upgrade with just as much content as The Last of Us $10 upgrade, and $10 upgrade gets a pass. It's like, what? why are you rewarding these people? You know what I mean? Why are you rewarding? If, if they think that the God of War thing is free, but then they, they think that The Last of Us, oh, it's got dev commentary. Yeah, so does fucking Portal 2 from fucking 15 years ago. You can add dev commentary for free. What are you talking about? It's got a new little, it's got a little, new little mode. Gears of War did this years ago. Like with the with their free update, like I don't yeah. I don't understand. Halo is constantly Halo Infinite gets tons of shit. It's constantly adding a bunch of fucking free shit. Like yeah. I I just get so confused by these people who will die on their sword. And I understand. I paid a hundred and something bucks for Infinite Wealth. It's got a bunch of shitty fucking like microtransaction shit riddled in it. I paid for really Plus, does and it? I'm like hooray! It's not microtransaction. Okay, let's not go on the record. It's 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 the same thing that Capcom does with Resident Evil, where it's like oh here's the free like, you can here's buy the, additional DLC stuff. Uh, grading okay. stuff it's like yeah. this will just yeah. fast track you yeah like crafting materials and big shit. ubisoft energy yeah yeah capcom's huge on that shit I mean, if it has been for a long time they sell like orbs in devil may cry 4 still then i buy them so it's like i'm oh, part of the problem man. but i i fucking love it, it like there it's just everyone's got their fucking thing that they're they're contributing to right i'm yeah. contributing to that like i am i'm buying purple in halo infinite like i i'm contributing to all of it but it does fucking grind my ass how much people like defend Pokemon because I don't defend it. I'm not like you heard me earlier. I'm like, hey, okay, New Game Plus probably shouldn't charge for that. That's a little fucking stupid. I bought it, unfortunately, but I mean, like, that's me. That I did it, but yeah, like, I'm it's not defending like, it. Yeah, and, and again, too, is that like obviously the thing is, is that I played Scarlet. Or no, I played Violet is what I got. And I actually really liked the core content of that game. I was pissed off at how much I had to fight the game to actually play it. I was so angry that like it ran so poorly. And like Pokemon is like literally, literally the biggest IP in the world that has ever been in time. And they have made more money than God. And that the Pokemon company, because they have an annual release cycle that they have to just crank out these shitty games over and over, even though that's like literally a piece of my childhood is a piece of nostalgia. So it hit, it hits home for me as a consumer in a different way. I want to be an avid consumer of these different games, but it's like, you know, you really need. And there was another Twitter post that I kept seeing when I was scrolling this morning that apparently uh, some respected journalist came forward and said that like the game freak devs in like the Pokemon TGA uh, or whatever came forward and was saying that they're going to ensure that quality is instilled in the next product they release. That remains to be seen. We'll 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 see it when we actually see that. But yeah, 
I mean, my hope is, is that I guess you just can't trust consumers to vote with their wallet anymore. No. Because it's just been, we've been leveraged no. by capitalism too hard. Oh, they do vote. <laughs> well, they and, just and, vote for the wrong, wrong guy. <laughs> That's how it works yeah. every time. Well, it's, I don't even think, I don't even think they're voting. I think they're not thinking about it. And it's exactly what Asmongold was saying, yeah. that people, they just don't care. They don't care. Like it's so at the very end of that clip. I don't know if I'm going to add that clip. It's about like a minute long. But uh, as it says at the very end is that he's talking about how what is his name? Uh, Scorsese was talking shit. There's a a story way back when Scorsese was like, uh, fuck these Marvel movies. They're all derivative and awful, which is my stance. And I was like, yeah, go Scorsese. And he goes, shut up, old man. Clearly no one cares because they're making billions of dollars. And I'm like, well, he's right. I don't agree with what Aspen says right there, but he's correct that they are making billions of dollars. And that's why they keep pumping them out because the consumer Mm -hmm. just doesn't care. They just want slop. They just want it. Like the, yeah. it's the just post, entertainment to be entertained. The post that he's making it like it, it's like a situation where it's like both is true at the same time where it's like, mm-hmm. yes, the effect of the medium that is being portrayed here, whether it's a Marvel movie or it's a Pokemon game or it's pal world ripping off Pokemon. Like the effect is, is that the consumers are going to buy the game and they're going to play it and they're going to have a good time. That doesn't make the people who have a direct connection to the core issues that are at play here wrong. It just means that they're being outvoted by the people who are playing the game. And it doesn't make you just because you're a majority doesn't mean that you have a moral high ground in an argument like that. Right. Like, for example, I disagreed with with his energy in that conversation. Yeah. And Asmongold does that all the time. That's like his his bread and butter is he'll take a stance that's like somewhat reasonable, but then he'll he'll try to sound as unreasonable as possible while giving it. (laughs) Oh, that's his thing. Okay, that's his thing. So then people hate watch him. But then the people who like know him, they're like, yeah, so true. So true. Um, so yeah. he's, he's kind That's of That's called nuanced that take. Yeah. Just not, like... not what Asman said, what Nick was saying. <laughs> Nick is a nuanced yeah. take, and now he's going to jail because that's illegal on the internet. <laughs> that's illegal <laughs> in America. Yeah. So it's really interesting because no, just... one, one of the things that I find uh, – poignant about what you said is the idea that you know it's it's right to feel the way you feel when you're affected by these things um but it doesn't mean that everybody's gonna even if they side with you it doesn't mean that they're gonna make the steps necessary to solve it uh and one of these examples would be um when photoshop and digital art was coming onto the scene i i'm old enough to remember when this wasn't really a thing back in the day um and there was a lot of discourse about how um they're not real artists Digital artists yeah. are not real artists because you have an undo button and the computer does it for you. You don't have to master a brush stroke and and take perfect control over your canvases and and you know get them all stretched and do everything manually the old way. And because of that, you're not you're not truly like you're you're missing out on on the true what is art, right? Um, which then at the same time you hear that and you're like, okay, well I see what you're saying, but now everybody's doing digital art. Um, real like conventional art still exists. People still buy it all the time. Um, yeah. but digital art has now become the the mainstay. And I think in the future, we're going to see a situation where AI art plus human intervention is going to be a very common thing. And artists are still going to make their money because normal people, yeah, we can type in, make me a pretty picture, but we're not going to get the same feeling that an artist's mind and eye gives you. Uh, you yeah, people are always going to like people are always going to like the Mona Lisa and people are always going to want the Rolex. And it's like, this is the thing. Uh, it's, it seems like an old man yelling at clouds thing. You back in my day, you, oh, yeah. we used to manually cut out the people from the picture. And did, we used yeah. to, you know, it, it makes me like, whenever I do my, all the thumbnails that we do AI, it, it's, I'm not going into AI tad GBT and making the thing. I'm, I'm using AI to, I'm drawing a circle around a thing. And then it goes, yep, I'll pull that out. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I didn't want to do that myself. 
And so I think that AI is just a tool and it depends on how you use the tool. And people can tell whenever, I mean, most people, the layman probably can't, but like people who want are into the things that they're into can tell whenever AI is being used. Yeah. And most people understand when AI is used in like an ethical way. You can have your lines and you can do whatever you want. There's always going to be some sort of market that's going to cater to your interest. Like if mm-hmm. I want AI-less video game projects, uh, that's going to be hard. But I'm sure that people who don't use AI even a little bit and make everything from scratch, like I'm, I'm thinking of like, uh, what is it? Maybe Celeste, I can't remember. Like maybe like, Undertale, those types Stardew of games. Stardew or something. Yeah. yeah, that they go they go through they're out of their way to do everything. Stardew's a good example, made by one guy, did everything. And Lisa um, the painful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like these games do exist, but like the bigger that the bigger scope that these games get, the more outrageous the task is to make literally every single thing yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, you get like kind of arbitrary. It's it kind of arbitrary. You can use even AI in video games to a degree. When I was talking about the finals, I brought up that wouldn't it be really cool because they're using AI as their voice announcers. Right. I'm like, wouldn't it be really cool if the AI could read your name and be like guns versus kittens with the crazy play? He's got the double kill. And yeah, I, you know sick. how cool that would be? Like, they don't do that, unfortunately. But that's the thing that I'm thinking of. You can have AI implemented in your games in an ethical way. And I think that a lot of people, when they see AI and video game, they get instantly angry. And, like, because it's really Mm -hmm. easy to take that stance, you know? You always seem virtuous when you're standing up for the little artist. You know what I mean? But one thing that I like to say, and I know I'm going on to iTribe. That's my classic behavior. But, like, whenever, if you see, if you're an artist and you see the AI like you're like oh i don't like how ai is being used just continue to make your own art i don't know why you're making art to be like like you should be making art because you love the art if you're making art for some other reason we do this podcast because we love doing this we love doing our i love doing the thumbnails i'm not making thumbnails because i think we're going to get rich because of it right and if i did that's a cynical way to view it like i understand being emotionally attached to the thing that you love and seeing it be kind of manipulated in a way but that's just the way of the world unfortunately this is how things are going to go and every every single generation has hundreds of things that they're that they're angry they're like i can't believe that all this all the photographs are digital you're not a real photographer if you use digital because you have to use have the real shutter oh. and you you have to have the real effects real from, the, from the film it's like you can still make polaroids they still make those because people are always gonna want the cool old thing and i think old polaroid pictures are fucking awesome like yeah. you can still buy vinyls I've got a vinyl of cult of the lambs album a double vinyl people are still like this this it's never gonna go away but things mm-hmm. are always changing and i think mm-hmm. that people are just naturally scared of change and yep. ai is naturally scary because it's not even human change. Right. And the scary part is like all of the artists that because I know there's a lot of artists on on like Twitter and stuff getting really upset. But there's a lot of artists that aren't getting upset. And they're learning how to use these tools to enhance their workflow, to make their lives easier yeah. and to yeah. create better art. Um, and and one example, I think that unnecessarily got a lot of hate in in the press and on Twitter was um, Disney actually with their what was that uh, show they put together? um it was uh secret invasion where secret the invasion intro, yeah, yeah the intro was all ai generated all yeah. ai generated but they went to their i didn't art know group. i didn't know when i watched yeah it, i i saw it and i was like oh this is like ai stuff but they went to um a co- like a company they don't disney it's not like the dude at the top of disney sitting down typing into chat chat tbt he's outsourcing <laughs> this to a group of artists and he says bob hey Iger we want yeah, bob Iger." Uh, they go to a group of artists like a a company that they work with and they say hey we want this style this ai style and they used ai and their own do it to make their vision come to reality with a mix between they wanted it to look like that they wanted it to be surreal so it's like you're you're saying don't use ai because it puts artists out of a job but it was the artists that used that ai to create it so it's like where where is the line there's a lot of nuance here that i think is missing yeah 
I mean, goddamn, that show was absolute fucking dog shit, though. I mean, I know that nobody, no, I know that uh, like the, I'm, I'm in problem. the minority for like caring about like some of the Marvel stuff. I yeah. like the movies, but the shows have largely, besides Loki and WandaVision, Loki have just been not great. And these these recent ones have just been like, wow, we really need to go back to the drawing board. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's just a tool. I'm just hammering the things that I've been saying over and over again. But yeah. like, there, it's like you can see this in all different kinds of directions. You can either embrace the change and like try to do something creative with it, because there's always the human element of the creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could just hide, to put your head in the sand and hide. And you can do, and either one of those is a is a totally uh, fine stance to take. You can hide and yeah. double down on your thing, or you could do, or you could just try and make something interesting. What I the, immediately think of, I don't know who brought something up that made me start thinking about music, but there, uh, there was this YouTube video that procedurally generated gent riffs, like, and it was fucking awesome. Like, there would be fucking 500 people. Oh, it's a live stream that just goes on for days, and it is just po- constantly procedurally generating gent riffs. And every now and then, it almost always sucked. But every now and then, there'd be a really juicy riff, and everyone, the whole chat, would be like, "Oh shit, I was here. <laughs> they made a good one." And but on top of that. Uh, I love AI visuals. I think that it's so cool, especially somebody who's really into psychedelics. There's this band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And they're an awesome band. And they made this music video using AI called Iron Lung. And I recommend it's a fucking long video. But like I recommend people watch it because it's a really interesting way that they they used AI constantly. I can I can link it real quick. You guys want to look at it later. But like there's it's really interesting how they were prompting the AI to constantly change into different amorphous mm-hmm. things. Like there's a lot of interesting imagery and the way that the AI is pulling images from the internet and like implementing them into the video itself is is really interesting in a in like a completely random way there's a another band if you like heavier music called mashuga that also did a uh, a music video that was ai and it is one of my it is probably my favorite music video of theirs it's called they move below and it is an insane it is like what is that movie the the labyrinth that spanish yeah. movie yeah labyrinth. it is like that mixed with like geiger mixed with uh mixed with uh junji ito like there's so much insane imagery constantly going around that uh throughout uh they move below by mashuga and it's something that i watch all the time especially when i'm like on an edible or something i i just get lost in it and every time every time i watch it i just think about how uh ai can be embraced as a tool to creatively express yourself as a human because in the end you are the human like dis- like designing the thing still yeah in a way I mean, I'm just watching so, this video now. The lizard wizard one is real good. It's it's, it's real it's good. So it's, good. It's, it's, it's super trippy. Highly recommended, I f- everybody. I feel like though, like in terms of in terms of Pow World, I don't see I don't see a lot of issues here yeah. um, in AI. And in terms of, to to finalize, I really genuinely don't see uh, there being any type of problematic. And again, to circle back around. I just think that the people who are, you know, up in arms and they're trying to, you know, be the first to to plant their flag on Iwo Jima, like it's uh, over over Pow World. It's like they just never played the game. Iwo Jima. <laughs> <laughs> and but to go back to that, like Philip, in terms yeah. of the gameplay, I'm really curious to know where did you leave off on? Like, what was the farthest that you made in in your experience? Wait, two hours thirty five minutes. Okay, so the gameplay of the game we're talking about. <laughs> All right, so gameplay-wise, oh, as far as, like, leveling up-wise, the, the most advanced weapon I got was, like, the triple-shot bow. And nice. the farthest okay. I made okay. it was, like, you know the little peninsula that has, like, the little fortress right down the hill from where you start the <laughs> game? 
I made it there twice and it's crashed both times. And so I'm like, I guess I'm done because I'm not going to boot back up after a crash. You know, like that's a good stopping point. I had so many crashes in this game. When I first booted up my first day in this game, uh, I like was out on, I was on the Xbox Series X in the living room and I was playing it and I play, 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 play. And it usually was when I like went into my inventory menu and I navigated to the like section where you see your party lineup that's in like your, the the pals that you had in your party. And it was stuttering at like five frames a second and it would just crash. (laughs) It would just immediately crash. And then the uh a funny thing was is that yeah exactly like traversing through off different areas of the map when the, i could even see it where the assets were being like yeah, loaded like into the, the, next into the background is what um, would result in they, the crash it crashed but i also think that it's their servers too that so there's so many people that are using the servers on both the xbox and the steam side i'm ass- i don't know how servers work i'm assuming there are different servers jp you're you're a software dev do you know would it be separate servers or the same one um, I, I would assume it's going to be separate servers because of the the hardware. So like Xbox is okay. going to use their own internal servers and that's why you can't have dedicated servers on the Xbox. And then okay. um, yeah, Steam yeah, yeah. will use the Steam servers, yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. But yeah, I actually went to the PC Game Pass version of this game after I was like, oh, I'm crashing out here a little bit. Let me go and check out the Game Pass version on, uh, on the PC and I, at my desktop that I'm at now. And oh my God guys when i was i don't know if any of you have used it on that platform specifically but i would literally like take five steps crash i would like (laughs) take another five i would like load back up get back into the world i would go to a campfire grab a thing open a thing crash i literally could it would not function for me and i did it like five times and i was like i quit quit in the goof troop uh group chat we got going on for, for like a year now we had two other people play on pc game pass and they were also having an insane problem playing this game yeah. i don't know if it's just more unstable i assume they they i assume that they were like all right the pc version is the steam version and then the xbox version second priority because that's a huge area and then sure. the pc yeah. xbox i mean the pc game pass people it's they're even just gonna smaller get and yeah. even smaller it was just a shame because like i've played most of my games like a lot of the games that i do play on game pass is on the pc game pass version Same. and generally speaking painting with broad strokes i've had a wonderful experience with so many games i played signalis that way no issues at all i played other like indie games with small um small dev teams and probably not a lot of budget for like ongoing performance updates um and it's and it performed wonderfully so it's just i mean of course it, this is a new thing and i get the sense i get the feeling that this was a last minute decision by sarah banks no sarah banks is a wrestler but it was the sarah um, sarah bond sarah bond who is in charge of like the game pass like production content team and then like phil spencer made a last minute decision to be like our lawyers looked at it it checks out okay let's put it on game pass and it was a it was clearly a good move in their case because i think they brought in an entirely new audience that wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise because it was on steam i think a big thing about the 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 performance i uh, i this will be the last thing i say about it because i've been talking a lot this episode but um the thing about the performance is uh the pc is probably the most varied which is why it makes sense that they would put a lot of effort into making sure the steam releases uh up to snuff the steam release is also like three patches ahead uh yeah. but whenever you play on game pass whether it be on pc or xbox or if you buy it on xbox or buy it on pc game pass the those two have parity and there are also multiple things behind i think that makes it difficult to make sure the pc game pass specifically is working properly since it has to have parity with the xbox because they have cross play and that was probably something that microsoft forced upon the dev where like the pc game pass and the xbox version have to have cross play or something like that 
right? So I think that that probably is why the PC Game Pass version is a little bit more unstable because okay. it's like being hobbled by the Xbox version a little bit. Right, right. That makes sense. But man, I, I know that like uh, Philip and, and JB, I know that maybe some of the, your hours is limited in scope. And JB, I'm assuming, did you play, I said, I said like you played with your friends, so mm-hmm. you only got as far as they were willing to play in like a yeah. couple play sessions? Is that how it went? Yeah, it was only one actually. And I was I was really annoyed that we haven't done it more um and so when it comes i was playing on pc game pass too and we had bugs that were hilarious and it was it was great and we had to restart the game a couple times but not not huge crashes which i i'm lucky to say um but one of the things in in my group i'm known as having a lead w key like i am like, I don't mess around. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm here to play a game. Let's play you're, this day you're game. You're going. You're going, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like... That's like Will. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got us up to as high as I could. I was just booking it. Um, getting up to... I don't remember what level I got to, but we unlocked the... Oh, man, I'm trying to think the last thing unlocked. The grappling hook um, was the oh, last okay. thing I was there's able to unlock. grappling hooks? Oh, yeah, yeah. there's, yeah, there's so much. Yep. There is so much in this it's game. Cool. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, let's go kill the first boss. Let's go kill this Electabus mm-hmm. with, a, with a Gatling gun. Um, and they're like, well, we're not strong enough yet. And I'm like, come, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So finally let's I convinced them all to go in there. <laughs> and um, they, we, we lose, but not by a lot. Like we get the boss down yeah. to like 20%. And I'm like, let's go again. Oh, let's wow. go again. And they're like, okay. And we get it down to like 5%. And they're like, we're not strong enough. And I'm like, no, one more try. We got this. Um, but yeah. we called it there. And I'm really hoping in the next session we can we can kill Electabuzz. Because it's, it's a good boss fight. I like it. Yeah, it's really interesting. I love how they did it. And in terms of like, I will give the props to Pocket Air for what they did here. I would say in terms of tutorialization and like leading the player down the path of like what they're supposed to do to figure out how to play this game. Some of it it, uh, does rely on somebody being a video gamer and like knowing what to do in certain games. Like for me, I was like actually thinking about, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes over here crafting, collecting resources and building myself up. Then I'm going to do another period of time going out, actually catching pals um the real meta hack for anybody who's made it to two hours and 40 minutes in this uh episode is that really and nave and i agree on this we align like building the bases is fun and it is like really engaging and i enjoyed a lot about it because there's so much you can do you can build up higher workbenches you can create a little farm you can throw certain certain pals in there that will dig up pal spheres and arrows for you to do in that initial gameplay through but the real meta is just going out in the world and catching the pals um as long as maybe you have someone that's helping you collect resources back at base or you've done the right things like getting the vixies in the in the ranches to dig up resources for you so you can just go back and forth and back and forth the real method to like level up and get as strong is to just go out there and just spam pals and catch as many as you can and it's it's so fun and like the cool thing is that the in the moment to moment combat especially when you face uh like a super pal or like one that's like bigger or stronger than you or multiple levels higher than where you are currently is that there's cool things you can do you can throw out your pal like your pals that are in your party to fight against them and then there are other times like when it's close to your base like if a big one comes wandering through your base nave has a, a different time where he was talking about several uh people rolling through the base and like all of the pals that are in your base aggro that one big thing and there's just like <laughs> dozens of particle effects flying across the screen everywhere there's really really cool interesting moments that happen in this game and there's this like, really that- funny video on twitter where this guy said uh he said i, I got raided in power and i almost cried <laughs> real tears, real tears. And, <laughs> and then the video is him watching his base burn down and it's, it's that music <laughs> ah! yeah. 
yeah. that music <laughs> it's so funny yeah and like the player traverse i would say like to critique it a little bit i would say that the player like the base speed of just moving around the world is a little slow for me and then obviously you're expending stamina whenever you do want to sprint um mm-hmm. but i will say that like when you're in combat and you're dodging and stuff it feels super fluid and it feels like similar to what jp was saying like a kind of similar to a little bit of dark souls gameplay where it's like you do this dark quick spin mentioned. out of the side yeah dark souls mentioned and like um and it's so funny because there are like actual pals out there there are shinies in this game just like in pokemon to draw the comparison again and they're literally shining when you see them out in the wild and sometimes they have like uh they have attack powers that they shouldn't have like i remember seeing a clip online of some dude walking across and it was like a um uh, it was like a big fluffy EV clone Pokemon that was there, and then they're shining, but then they get this like giga like dark orb laser that's above their head, <laughs> and it's literally like a Sephiroth attack where it's like they fucking smash this other player into the it's screen. Like a bomb. It's like yeah, a yeah. spirit bomb literally, and so they're really really cool. Like there's emergent gameplay that's here. Mm-hmm. The boss battles are fun. I, I beat the first boss. Um, you know when Melissa was in my party last night and we were playing and and doing all that fun stuff, and it's just like it's really interesting because I was looking at tips and stuff online about how to like optimize your party or stuff or like how to like, you know, engage in combat. And there's even stuff where you can do where you send your pal out and the enemies are kind of, they telegraph their attacks pretty slowly. And there's a thing where you can do is like, you see your pals out there and you don't want them to take damage. You can just call them back to the ball really quickly. Let yeah. the thing like fire off and then throw them back out. In the oh, field that's clever. That. It's yep. really, really cool. So there are interesting stuff there. There are interesting things you can engage in while you're doing. And I think it's just even that much more fun when you're with a party of three or four in there and you can delegate. You can be like, all right, you're the stick guy. You're the rock guy. And then you're going to come out with me and we're going to go fight people and like bring them back to base. And then even more, further i'm I kind of vomiting so please cut me off whenever but like i love the base management and picking out the pals that were in the base and picking out which ones to do like which things there it's just it's very fun i really want to stick on that base thing because that's probably one of the most interesting parts of the game is that you can make the base and as you level up the base you get more slots we get up to 15 i think yeah. there's more on pc like for steam but like it's it's limited to 15 right now and it's that's as high as I would want to go anyway, because man, the game gets really crunchy when you get raided and there's 15, <laughs> yeah. 15 different particle effects happening and it's crazy. <laughs> but what I really like about this game is that each, each Pokemon has their own little like things that they do. And then they have like a special ability that they do specifically in the base. Like if, like if you get the sheep and you have a farm, they'll make wool. And if you have a, to the chicken Pokemon, they'll make eggs. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. this is really interesting because that adds such a huge level of like diversity that you can have in your bases and you can have multiple i think up to three is what i have i have three three. bases i can have Mm -hmm. and so and those can each have 15 pokemon and you can just catch whatever pokemon you want it's crazy yeah Yeah, there's it's there's a lot of like interesting things you can do yeah I think that so what's interesting also is that uh, you also have to, and one of the more, the funny things we were joking about earlier, but like the status effects or like how Pokemon's personalities change over the course of time. Like Pokemon have a sanity meter like Darkest yeah. Dungeon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so close, slowly over time, I thought it was a sanitation meter, but it's literally just a sanity meter because however dirty or however rough that they get. Because like you can leave Pokemon in there and they'll just like work themselves till they get self-sustaining or yeah. they'll hurt and stuff. But what you can do to avoid that is you build them 
like a little sauna, yeah. a little hot tub, and they go and <laughs> they soak in the hot tub. It's like the coolest thing. You see like a little like fuzzy, like I don't know, like an animal Pokemon just go in there. I see my deer Pokemon all the time just chilling with his head poking out of there. And it's the cute. It's honestly, there's some really cute stuff. And there are really, really cute designs on some of these pals that are out there. Like uh, what was the one that you Chill showed it. me when I was in the game? Chill it was really cute. And then there was the one that was like a Sweepa. It was Sweepo that looked like a giant Oh, the mop. big fat oh, bobcat. Yeah. yeah. That was, was so that was the really thing. So cute. we were playing with Melissa that time and every time that was her favorite Pokemon. So every I made it a point every time we were out scouting ahead looking for different like uh, fast travel points. If I saw one, I was like, oh, hey, look over there. And she'd look and I'd be like, bam, <laughs> and I'd fucking shoot it in the face and it died. Yeah. She's like, no, God. And it, like that, there's so much little silly things that can happen because like. Uh, how weird the mechanics i think that what the i think one big idea whenever they were developing this game when obviously they're taking a lot of inspiration from pokemon is that looking at pokemon from like a perspective of like this is kind of weird right mm-hmm, like th- yeah. this is kind of like oh, yeah. animal cruelty a little bit what if we were more i love getting them get like so you can upgrade and i think that was nave was referring to literally they have special attacks some of them are mounts so you can craft Mm -hmm. some mounts for them but some of them have like combat upgrades where like there's like a grookey clone that's in this game where you can give them a machine gun yeah at some point like they'll literally just run around and be like doing this whenever (laughs) like the humans raid the base it is the funniest thing you can also build mounted turrets and i think the lambs actually have the ability to operate <laughs> no, turrets yeah. at your base which is so fucking funny dude it's hilarious it's at times Ugh. yeah this I game know. is really fun i feel like yeah more people need to play it and, and again i think that like it, honestly in an interesting way like as much as nave was saying earlier this game is a super big fra- they're frankensteining so much of breath of the wild so much of animal crossing uh they're frankensteining obviously very very a lot of pieces of pokemon are he pokemon dna is in this game but it is like i think the end result of the product itself is so like new and original that's one of the reasons why it's seeing so much success because people haven't really seen all of these pieces put into one product before mm-hmm. And I just find that aspect so fascinating. And I really genuinely believe with my whole chest that this is going to move the dial for other gaming companies to be like, this is a meme game, but this is really fucking cool. And we should put that into our like other more serious game. Right. And that's my hope. That's my, my biggest takeaway from, from power world. I would really love Pokemon to have some sort of mechanic that got a bunch of your Pokemon out. Cause that was something I didn't realize yeah. I liked so much until I want to go back to that base building. When I had my 15 dudes walking around, I was like, yeah, I, this is a way that you can use the Pokemon that you catch and aren't using in your party in a very interesting, in a very interesting way. And it, like Pokemon tried to do a little bit of that. Like I remember in like, what is it? The, the remake of Ruby or whatever you can like pet, like you can like pet them and like give them like bows and put them in <laughs> a fucking, uh like a what is it the beauty contest or whatever yeah Yeah. that's right i was trying to remember what the hell it was but uh it's like you there and that you that doesn't necessarily have to be a pokemon that you use in your party you can have that pokemon specifically for the beauty contest and that's like having different ways to use these pokemon really fleshes out the world you know what i mean it does that pokemon could use it makes you feel 
more more lived in and i think that's mm-hmm. a really important aspect of that is that this world as weird and goofy and as procedural as it can be sometimes a lot of this world does feel lived in i don't know a piece speck of lore that's in this game i keep going around the map and like picking up journal notes of oh, some yeah. guy that came <laughs> yeah. before me i didn't read a single i told myself i was gonna read it i didn't <laughs> read a read. single one of those logs for the games and i also think that like the lore in this game doesn't fucking matter like this right. there is no story in this game you're just leveling up you're doing the pokemon thing but yeah, I just it's there is a lot to, of fun to be had here, a lot of capital F fun to be had here, and I feel like that people just needed to be more cognizant of like how how fun it is, and to like maybe not take themselves so seriously, and just try to try to play the game and see how it lands with them. And I again, I say all this, and after I do this episode, it's highly unlikely that I'm going to return to Power World, um, but I acknowledge for it for how much fun I had while I was playing it. The capital <laughs> F and fun stands for fucking. all right we've gone on a minute is there any other major meat points you guys want to raise about this because i don't think i have anything really else well they have a bunch of dungeon crawling and stuff like that uh we talked a a little about the raids there's not a lot like raids are just people show up and fight your pokemon and it really it really emphasizes the the big group of pokemon that you have because you'll see all of your pokemon contributing to a fight at once it's like whenever they introduce triple battles into pokemon and you're like what in the hell is this this is crazy and that's kind of like the feeling of seeing all your dudes like defend your base with their lives there's something really silly about that (laughs) but um the dungeons they're all it is the same dungeon every time so that's Uh... kind of boring uh but uh, then you have the towers, which is the main, the end goal of the game. That's the story in quotes is going around basically challenging the gyms. What I really wish there are little villages. There's like two, as far as I've seen, there's like little villages where there's a trader. You could do stuff like that. But um, I really wish there was like a city, like a town yeah. Yeah, like, where there are people. people, normal people. Yeah. Yeah. That would be I cool. know. The game is still in early access, but I doubt I doubt that they're going to add something as substantial as a fucking city. I mean, in the game. if they if they're making good money off of this, they could they could put like a they could come out with a DLC, and I could easily yeah. see that happening. Um, For a world like event odd, like in Fortnite, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To me, well, this I mean, is this obviously is like a love still, letter right? to gaming, right? Because they this is the game they wanted to make. I I, I can feel yep. it from the very beginning. So you know, giving giving somebody like that what is it, 9 million copies now sold on Steam? Um, I, I don't think they're going to be hurting for cash anytime soon. So Definitely um, not. Now they have the money and they have they have the desire, so maybe we will see something cool from this. But I think one of the things you hit on what that I, I really enjoyed and I think spoke to me more than any other game I played in a long time, and that was the the exploration. Like I, so many times in this, I was like, whoa like what is this i turn a corner and there's this whole new pal that i've never seen before uh sometimes it looked very similar to other like pokemon but sometimes it didn't right and sometimes (laughs) i'm like what is this giant creature what level is it can i catch it like what's going on i'm you know i when i found the first village i was like there's a village in this game like it was so like every every corner i turned i found myself being pleasantly surprised by what i encountered which was really cool and i haven't seen that in a lot of in a lot of games like maybe i'm becoming cynical but i find that in general games recently have been taking safe paths and Mm -hmm. they do what you expect them to do and nothing else and i think that's why a lot of people have been disappointed with gaming recently um and power world is is not that they they don't just give you what you want they give you the things you forgot you wanted which is really cool oh yeah i know i get very excited every time i saw a new pal i was like oh my god what's over there your soul is mine (laughs) 
Phil, do All you right, think so, you're going to come back to this just out of curiosity before Final uh, Yeah, honestly, I think, like, I mean, I feel like this could go right into the final words. Music plays. Wait, album, well, but, hold on. No, oh, no. we got to write it. I forgot about this. Oh, we got to yeah, write it, it from a Rander Gamers podcast. Alejandro, uh, he said that, uh, would things be spiced up? He asked three questions. We can rapid fire these. Uh, would things be spiced up if Power World added a Russian roulette minigame? I say yes. Add any content that you could optionally do, do it. Give us a Russian roulette minigame. What do you guys think? <laughs> Uh, yeah sure for sure yeah and if you and if you die you drop all of your loot and gear yeah dude it would be so funny playing rush roulette and then you gone <laughs> all your gear falls down uh like in runescape all your shit falls on the floor all right so yeah. it says would mustard gas be the next logical step of psychological warfare in pal world definitely and mustard gassing your own base because they're taking too many breaks yeah maybe uh, dude i mean you have poison arrows <laughs> already dude we didn't even go into like there's one we had a deer in in one of our bases that would oh, it would get so anxious it would start stress eating and, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and i'm like what the fucking deers are stress eating they get depressed i'm like what in the fucking god's name uh but like yeah mustard gassing the little there are little like barbarian camps like in Civ five or Civ Six, I mean, or both of them, where like there's just a bunch of bad guys, and in the middle is a cage with a pal, and sometimes the cage has a chicken in it, and I'm like, I don't care about that chicken. Mustard gas attack, <laughs> like, just like, get rid of the whole fucking thing. All right, last one says, why the fuck have we not gotten a great fishing game like Real Fishing Three? Oh, asking the hard hitting <laughs> <What>? questions, <laughs> like a fishing mini game in Pal World. No, just a game in general. Oh. No, there's a lot game of fishing, fishing games on Game Pass. I think there's three different Dude, ones that I've been pressuring Nate to play. Is they're fucking a, bad, Philip. National Fishing League. I mean, the best fishing game yes. by far is just Dredge, and everybody yeah. needs to fucking play that game ASAP. Dude, there is a fucking Count Dankula video of a guy who was cheating. Hold on. A guy who was che- cheating at fishing, right? <laughs> like in fishing tournaments. It is so funny. Oh, let me find it. The biggest fishing cheater. You don't have to watch this because it's 40 minutes long. This is what I listen to when I'm at when I'm at work, by the way. I'm driving around listening to mail. I'm listening to fishing cheaters in case you guys want to. I've given I've given so many great YouTube videos this episode. But um <laughs> there is a fishing. I'm giving you all the best content. <laughs> yeah, the best content for when you're working and you want to procrastinate. Um there's a fishing game in Yakuza Infinite Wealth, like one of those arcade fishers, and it is so fucking fun, man. Like I'm sure Alejandro already knows about this because he's pro- he's definitely going to be playing Infinite Wealth. But uh, the I don't know those arcade fishing games are great. Like, do you remember like the Sega bass fishing game mm-hmm. that used to be on the Xbox Arcade, Philip? Uh, no. It's fucking good. I don't know. There's okay. something fun about like just I don't know. And I also the, when like the games fishing game themselves. on Game Boy was like Black Bass Adventure or something like that, <laughs> where it what? was like Pokemon. It was like a JRPG but for fishing. Where you had to like real like your options were just like Pokemon, where you had like four little boxes in there. I'll have to pull it up, but it was literally a, a fishing that JRPG, <laughs> like Shin Megami Tensei, but with <laughs> oh my god, it doesn't matter. All right, let's go fucking final words. All right, the music plays. Thank you, Alejandro, for writing it. And we're back. Hold on, I'm looking at black bass fishing <laughs> game this is important no oh, not not now we don't need it Power world i'll take these first final words while i was initially almost against this game when i saw it just because i thought it was a meme game now that i've played and uh, quite a bit of it i 
don't really want to play anymore right now. I want to see what they put in the updates. I want it to be more stable. And then I want to come back and play it. Because I really actually loved my time with it. But I was very busy this week. This game does ask a little bit of you to actually go out and collect, you know, a lot of stuff and do a lot of work. I don't always have that much time. I don't play a lot of survival games, but I enjoy this. I'm probably going to leave it installed, actually. But I'd say it's a recommend. It's on Game Pass. Why not? Yeah, throw your hat in there. One thing we forgot to talk about is that, like, whenever you go to different, when you play with different people, you have a different character, like similar to Rust. Like when you play, when you go to different servers in Rust, you have to start yeah. from scratch again. Like this game takes well. a lot from Rust. Uh, yeah, interesting. It's, it's all similar to that, and so like that is annoying. So whoever you're playing, whoever is going, if you're going to play with a group, make sure the person leading making the world is the one that's going to play the most, which just right. so happened to be the case here. Like if Philip made the world, and then I we played once, and then Philip was like, "I'm gone forever now." I was like, I would be so fucking annoyed <laughs> because I'm like, I guess I'm just going to make my own my own world now. I'm so glad that I made the world. But um, uh, make sure that that's the case uh, whenever you do it. I guess I'll do my final words too. I, I'll recommend it. I played a ton of it. I got all the achievements. I beat all the dudes. I kind of cheesed it a little bit. Another thing we didn't talk about was that the difficulty is so insanely dynamic, the difficulty that you can set the world to, and then you can change it whenever you want. So you yeah, can modifiers. like make, you can give yourself like times five experience and then point one damage taken and like do that for a while if you're playing with a kid. And then whenever your, your real friends show up, you can turn it onto hard mode where you drop all your loot when you die and well by the way philip i fixed that so i, I turned that off i was like Thank no God. more loot drop when you die that's yeah, so fucking no so never fun no but um uh like you can do all kinds of different like little tiny tweaks to your game to make it Just your wonderful own. accessibility options for mm-hmm. people who are like yeah, yeah kids or old people or people who don't understand these these mechanics and games so it's wonderful i know i cranked up like the resources and building time and stuff like that and then I joined Naves, and he's like, I put them at like 300%. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, I'm in podcasting mode. He's <laughs> like, I fucking... had to get this game done. Which it turned out to still be a little... It doesn't, like, you You can't make the game 100% just a cakewalk. So what I did whenever I beat the last two guys, I gave up. I was like, I, I'm going to make the pals do 0.1 damage. I take 0.1 damage, and I do 500% more damage. And I still, whenever I... The very last boss, I got it to... It had 20, like, 2,800 or 28,000 HP. There's a 10-minute time limit that you have to beat it. I ran out of time, and it had oh God, 75 really? oh, wow. hit points. Oh my it had 75. God. It had one bullet of fucking hit points left, and I ran out of time. And I almost lost. I was like, I have to fucking. I set the controller down. I walked away for like 20 minutes while Melissa's just having fun doing something, whatever <laughs> she wants to do. And I was like in my bed just laying there, like just trying to not freak the fuck out. But you can't make the game an extreme cakewalk. But, like, you can speed things up. So if you don't like the grind, if you don't like waiting for things to be complete, there, it's another thing, too, is that you can have pals in your base that specifically work on workbenches whenever you're like, I want yeah. 500 gunpowder here. And then you can just fuck off. And then you come back, and maybe the gunpowder will be made. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. Yeah. It depends yeah. on who's fucking taking breaks and stuff. Um, so uh, another thing I want to add is that, like, the AI in this game is fucking terrible um 90 yeah, percent yeah. of the time the pals are not attacking i don't know what to, i don't know how to fix that every time i would get into a loop of like 20 minutes of my pal never attacks i would just quit the game and come back and sometimes that would fix it sometimes in the base it would break down to where they wouldn't they would get a they would 
I have pals that transport the rocks from the little stone quarry to a box. Sometimes their pathing will get broken and they'd walk to into our base, into our house, and like just drop the rocks in there <laughs> and then infinitely loop pick up rocks and drop them and pick them up and drop them. Yeah. And that happened all the time. I like obviously that's just spaghetti code that can get fixed sometime down the line. But um I was constantly saying, say what you will about how shitty the new Pokemon games are, at least the Pokemon attack. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? I ended up relying on that musket a whole lot, but uh, yeah. I still think that this game has a whole lot of potential. And it being an early access, I hope that they do work on it with all the money that they've gotten. I, do, I hope they don't just go, "This is the game," and it's basically the same whenever they fully release it, as some uh, some people try, tend to do. Yeah, but I do recommend it a lot. I even recommend purchasing it on Steam if that's because Steam is the most up to date and it's also the most fleshed out. Like you, you, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do on the Steam version that you can't do on the Xbox. And specifically, you can have a server of a ton of people in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm there also curious as to what that experience would be like to have 32 people in your server. Me like, first yeah. of all, would that even run? And then second of all, like how awesome would that be to have like multiple teams of people coming out through yes. the map while other people are like building. up awesome structures at the base it's just there's so many room for activities yeah yeah that's another thing we didn't bring up because it didn't matter for us because we're all playing on game pass but like there are you make guilds and then so like if you're in a guild you can't mess with other people's stuff i mean you can probably destroy them if you wanted to but it's like rust and so like but like the game physically stops you from being able to interact with like chests and and objects and stuff uh it didn't matter because there's only four of us so we were all in the same guild at any given time but yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And the world is big enough, and there's a lot of places that you can just establish a base. Whenever you first spawn, and every time you die, you there are multiple spawn points. And so the game, the way the game works is, the way the level scaling works is the closer you get to the center, the higher the level everyone becomes. And then also there's the spots where the towers are at, and that's the highest level places. But you can spawn, there's a bunch of different areas where you spawn, and everyone's level one, and you can start out, so... Uh, it's it, it seems like it would be a really cool experience on Steam, a lot more so than on Xbox. Yeah, That's probably the place to play. And it's worth $30, I think. If you're into the survival crafting kind of gameplay, like Rust and M- Minecraft and stuff, um, the, this is something to keep an eye on. Yeah. All right, who's next? I can go next. Um, so I, I agree. I think... It's definitely a recommend for me, especially if you're going to play with other people. I'm not sure what the single player experience would be like. I know I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Um, but I think, you know, it's play it for like an hour and you'll get a sense for what the vision these devs have for this game. And if that resonates with you, I, keep going because I think it's only going to get better from there. So um, I, I definitely recommend and I can't wait to jump into it some more. Yeah. Yeah, I completely echo everything that JB said. I, I've played most of my time, most of those 26 hours has been single player with a smattering of me jumping into uh, Nave and Melissa's world as well as uh, Melissa coming into mine. And so that, that's been really, really fun and having people there. I will say that just like a bulk of my time though has been playing solo and just juggling all the mechanics that they throw at you. But in terms of a gaming together focus on Power World, this is a must recommend and this is a good co-op game. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that is a, a huge takeaway way that i think uh, all listeners need to kind of be mindful of and and give it a chance jump in there if you have game pass play it on game pass but if you have the extra money and you want to support this and you love crafting games jump into that steam version and you'll get an even better build damn right yeah at this point i want to thank our guest once again jb thank you for coming out thanks for having me he is at the uh game core oh you know where is it 
What is the full time? <laughs> Welcome to Game Welcome Corp. to Game Corp. Yes. yes. I was like, Game Corp podcast? I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> and Nick, thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me again, Philip. It's it's been an honor to come back on the show. Thank you. Yeah, returning. Nave, what are we talking about next week? I don't know, man. So on my list, I had two potential titles for next week. How do you feel about World War Z aftermath? Oof. I like World War Z. How do you it's feel about Warzone Three? Warzone Three. Uh, I would. What's funny is I would rather play World War Z out of those three, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It seems to be up in the air. If I could find a guest and and they say something crazy, I'll I'll let you know and see what we got we can do. All right, and with that, I want to thank our dear listener for hanging in with us so long this week, talking about Power World. And a surprisingly guys. serious episode. Yeah, there's a lot like of a, serious I concepts. did it again. I did it again. Sorry, boys. <laughs> well, maybe we can all be pals together next time. See ya. Or run See a slave ya. labor camp. That too. Goodbye. You can say bye, JB. Bye. Adios.